I think the first thing for us to talk about before we get right into it is who's campaigning, who's raising money, who has momentum, what's really going on. Kai, can you pull up uh, 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 what, what Trump's done lately? Maybe show a picture of Trump's campaign where he's been the last week. Show the picture of where he's been in Carolina. I send it to you. Sam has it. Uh, 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 Sam, did you give that one to him or not yet? I was uh, That one picture I sent you to where he's been, I sent you guys, I said, airdrop it. If you don't have that, go to what Jake Tapper said about Biden recently on that one minute. Because I think the big concern with Democrats is Biden hasn't been out there debating or campaigning, campaigning specifically at all the last week. Rewind it back and play that. President's having, but Joe Biden didn't have any events yesterday. I'm not saying he should be having unsafe events, but why is he taking a day off with less than three weeks to go before the election? Jake, Joe Biden has campaigned tirelessly, um, but he has campaigned tirelessly. safely. And as you saw this past week during the national town halls that both of them held, it is a sharp contrast between President Trump, who's frenzied, who continues to lie just incessantly morning, noon and night, uh, and pres excuse me, former Vice President Biden, uh, who is laying Slipped out that one in there. He wanted, he's like, yeah, he's always fooling. That was Freud. Particularly with suburban so if women, you want to pause this, Kai, if you have you. the other one, show it to us. So for one week, no one's seen him. And then this is what uh, uh, Trump's been doing campaigning. If you got the pick, do you know the pick I gave you with uh, Sam? There you go. So that's him the last week. Okay. Oh, wow. Ohio, Nevada, Florida, Carolina. I think today he had a sit down with 60 yeah. minutes. Right afterwards, they went out there campaigning. And so it's going to be an interesting strategy. What do you think about this whole strategy right now? Because it, it seems like Biden's team is kind of saying the same thing over and over again. He's preparing for the debate. 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 While Trump is out the campaign campaigning. Who do you think this is benefiting right now going into tonight's debate? Well, I mean, obviously you're getting a lot more uh, more energy out of the Trump camp, but I think from the Democrats' perspective at this point, it's do no harm. It's like the Hippocratic Oath. Don't mess up. And, you know, I, I think they're just holding their breath and hoping that the president says something, sticks his foot in his mouth somehow. Makes and sense. We'll take a look. I mean, those are the people that just got in, okay? Those, that doesn't count the people that are probably trying to get in. Yeah. That's a frenzy, okay? That, that's a movement right there. Um, what about the fact that Biden is not campaigning because he's scared, because he doesn't want to face these questions? That is the only reason he is not campaigning right now. You won't get that from CNN because they're not allowed to say Hunter Biden on the air, either as ABC. They don't mention the word one time, Hunter Biden. They do not say it. In my opinion, he's not campaigning because he doesn't want to face these questions. What is he going to do? Lie? I mean, this is this is turning into something pretty big and, and pretty important here in the final week. Adam, what do you think? Well, I mean, he's going to face these questions tonight. Tonight. That's the whole but point is of this. He? Is he? Tom, we're about to find out in an hour, are we well, not? I mean, that's what's going to happen. do that, the moderator has to ask the questions. Well, I think we can all agree. I'm not saying she will, but she should ask the tough questions to both candidates, yeah? Well, she should. Well, that's your job. It's a yeah. big yeah. difference. And if she, oh, wait, wait, wait. And if she doesn't, Trump will. National, Trump national will security is a subject, and this would be a matter of national security, would it not? Allegations involving the, the Chinese Communist Party would definitely be some aspect of national security. So, especially given what's come out in the media yeah. today, because there has been this, this steady drumbeat from journalists saying, yeah. if it can't be corroborated, we can't report on it. Well, if, if there is corroboration in the form of something on a hard drive, emails, from more than one entity, then all of a sudden, it's something that the moderator should be bringing up. Ricky, what do you think? I, I, well, when it comes down to him not campaigning, first of all, my grandmother had a saying, 
I'm going to tell you in Spanish, I'm going to translate it. She said, te defiendes mejor callado, right? <laughs> Which meaning that you defend yourself more just not saying anything, mm-hmm. right? So right. Uh, I, I actually, we were talking about it. I don't want to jump ahead of the schedule, but we're talking about, you know, them, them turning off the microphones. I think it's it's a double, a lot of people don't like it. It's double-edged short for me. I think so. I think it's a great idea because what is what is Biden going to say for 90 seconds or two minutes? Uh, he's incoherent. So you give him a chance to put his foot in his mouth, he's going to do it. And I can't wait for him to do it during this debate if they choose to moderate the time. Ricky, you're uh, you're from where? Where's your family from? Michoacan, Naranjo de Chile, Michoacan, Mexico. So, so you yourself, you consider yourself a conservative capitalist? My 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 um, my dad was an entrepreneur. I've never heard my dad call anybody boss. No, any of his brothers and sisters. My dad's an entrepreneur, and we are conservative. In we love our country, we love God, we love our families, and we like our rights protected. I mean, it's it's it's. I think every Hispanic doesn't realize they're conservative, or every Latino at least, or everybody in general. But I think mostly for us, from where we come from, it's family, God, make your money, take care. I mean, it's it's the very basics. So as a as a Hispanic, I'm I'm more I'm more, we're, and we're by the way we're pro we're pro um, uh, pro life, right? Because as a matter of fact, a lot of people don't know that. Some people might not agree. Some people might agree. I know some parts of the Catholic religion, depending on where you live do not even allow people to use condoms, which makes sense why our grandparents had so many kids. Mm. So we are about life. And I'm looking at a lot of, you know, modern Hispanics or progressive Hispanics that don't want God involved, right, in in the system, don't have a big problem whenever you're talking about pro-life or pro-choice. And and they're they're getting away from the values and principles that our grandfather, our grandparents, and our parents taught us. So the ones that want to treat, oh, I'm, I'm a Latino, I'm Hispanic, raza. If you're really that way, then you are naturally conservative. That's well, just the way I look at it. You remember when George W. ran for uh, his second term as Texas governor, yes. it was a Hispanic landslide here yes. in Texas. Landslide by the Hispanic community. Right. So, I mean, you, you are absolutely correct. I grew up in San Antonio, Texas, mm-hmm. but you are absolutely correct that it is, it, it is all about God and family. It is. It's a great 100%. point. Why, why do you think? I mean, you, you get into it with your community a lot. All the time. I mean, you get into it all the time. All the time. You know, you, you've converted a lot of people to get into the yes. way of thinking of who they really are. But yes. why do you think a lot of Hispanics, it's the fastest growing community in America, mm-hmm. population-wise, voting-wise. I mean, it's the future, the way it's going right now. Demographics? Okay. Why, yeah, demographics. Okay, why so, do so you think they vote? 64% vote Democrat. So I have, why? To, I have to go a little deeper. Okay, so uh, my dad... When my dad was 15 years old living in Mexico, the Bible was on Spanish. I mean, in Castell- we don't speak Spanish, we speak Castellano. Castellano. Right? Castellano, we speak Castellano. The Bible in Mexico was Latin. Up until my dad was 15 years old. My dad is, he was born in 1957. So figure up until the late 60s, early 70s, the Bible was in, was not in Spanish, it was in Latin, okay? But the Catholic religion, or just religion in general, in Mexico has been there since after the, they killed the Aztecs off and the Mayans mm-hmm. off. So, the reality is this. My dad says, I don't even know why I follow a certain religion. It's just because they told me, hey, this is a Bible, kissed him, and said, this is the word of God. So what, what does it teach us about Hispanics? We're very trusting, right? So we might not even be able to read it, but if you say it enough time, by the way, Hitler said it. Say the lie, repeat the lie, they'll believe the lie. Right? I'm not, like, I'm not talking about the religion. I'm just saying, as a Hispanic community in Mexico, we're very trusting when you say we want to help you. We're very trusting. Mm. So whenever you jump on the news, like Telemundo, Univision, and you listen to Jorge Ramos, which is supposed to be for us, and you say, this is orange man, bad. You're like, yes. You don't, you don't do your homework. You don't do your research. You don't, you don't dig deeper. Just because another man with your same skin color from your same country that is also an immigrant says so, you believe him. That's the problem with the Hispanic community. Nobody goes deeper. Everybody just says, oh, Mexican must have my, my, my interest and in, uh, my best interest in, in, at heart. I'm going to believe him. 
So when you start looking at how, you know, we're, we're reading through all the laws and everything, you know, for example, I mean, here we are, we have Hispanics voting for the man that was a vice president, while well, 4 million people got deported, the most in history. On top of that, the cages were built when he was a vice president. So you're talking about La Raza, you, if you're Trump, you're bad, you're, you're a traitor, but you were voting for the man that was vice president for eight years as our people got deported and built the cages? You're hypocritical, but you don't know any better because Jorge Ramos, Telemundo, and Univision told you not to believe that. Well, that I mean, so I, I, I will speak in defense of many yes. people from Mexico who were not too terribly impressed with the idea of a wall. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. So I'm just just yes. just saying I, I, I said it. I said it yesterday. I posted it on Facebook. Uh, a lot of people. The wall is racist. Every single president has added to the wall. Right. Every president. Barack Obama said that he was going to go against he, he, the anchor baby thing. He's the one that brought it up. So, as a wall, I put it on Facebook yesterday. So, okay, if you don't believe in the wall, you don't believe in ICE, which is basically the, the security, the, yeah. the cops of the border, it's very simple. Open, put on social media what your address is, open up your windows, open up your doors, and don't call the cops when strangers come into your house. Because they might be hardworking Americans. That sounds like New York City these days. <laughs> it, that's, and it makes sense why, why they've converted so many people. But if you don't like a wall, and it, 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 look, do the do the do the the, the 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 trial at your house first before you want us to open up our country. Why don't you open up your house first? Go open up your doors, your windows, leave them open all day, all night. Let anybody come in. Go to your refrigerator, take your food, do whatever, sleep in whatever room they want, and just not know who they are. Don't ask them for ID. Don't ask them for blood. Don't ask because who knows? I mean, they might just be good, hardworking Americans. So, Ricky, do they take the newscaster seriously? Ramos still has that much power as an anchor. A hundred percent. A news anchor, to a certain extent, is equivalent to a. To a, to a priest, because you just think they're Hispanic. They're the, they, I watch, you gotta think this, from the morning to the end, they watch the morning news, telenovelas, which are soap operas. Telenovelas. Telenovela, people live for telenovelas in the Hispanic community. It is, it is the, I grew up around the, like, one of my crushes, her name is Ruby. Some of the, my Hispanic followers are gonna remember, it was a soap opera called Ruby. And so they watch these people from morning to night. So it, they almost allow them into their that home. That's my dream job to be on a soap opera. Would, oh my God! Would you look like a soap opera guy. I mean, if you, you look can, at that, he looks like a soap opera guy. And that's your job, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. What? I got a question for you. Pregunta for me on your amigo Ricardo. Yes. So you said you think the wall is racist. No, no, no. I said Hispanics think the wall is racist. Some okay. Hispanics think the wall is racist. We're trying to divert from Hunter Biden by talking about the wall. Are we talking about Hunter Biden? Wait, we're talking about the wall. We're talking about Hispanics. Every every sovereign country has a wall, and so and so they should. Okay, cool. I'm with you. Uh, I've said multiple times that people like you, that look like you, tatted up gangsters, I might say, need to actually join the Republican Party, which you are, and run for office. Right. You could talk about it all you want, unless you run for office, and mm -hmm. someone sees. Damn, that dude Ricky's my guy. It's all just mouth talk right 100%. now. Just take so when Newsom. someone when <laughs> someone like you runs for office, that's when people are gonna wake up. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's number one. Number two. But but this is the truth though, because Major is running for for office right now, and you don't see a whole lot in California. He's running against news. He's a black Republican. That's what I'm not talking about. I'm talking about Latinos. We're talking I, about I Latinos that, but here. If, but the black community is just as tight as our community. So if they were the, if that was the case, then why isn't Major making any noise in California? Well, let's talk about numbers now. Okay. Pat said 65%, well, 64, 65% of Latinos uh -huh. vote for the Democrats. That's 35% right. Republican. 90% mm -hmm. of African Americans vote Democrat. Right. Okay. What is Trump I what doing? I see what you're saying. What is Trump doing mm -hmm. to bring more Latinos into the Republican Party? What is Trump doing to bring more African Americans right. into the community? Because in my opinion, he's not helping. No, he, no, I agree with you, Adam. 
His here's the thing. You gotta remember, Hispanics are very emotional people. You know who else is emotional? Yes. Everybody. Everybody. No, no. Okay, they, but Latinos were, for sure. They were extra emotional. Like, we cry on the soap operas. Does it make sense? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's Tell a, my Latino friends out there. We it's cry during the soap okay. opera. Like, we're it's just a soap guys. opera. It's a soap <laughs> opera. No, but, but we take it so serious. Yeah. The problem is, the problem is, in the Hispanic community, we take things that we shouldn't take as serious, very serious, and things that we that we should take serious, not as serious. Hmm. So, I, I'm sitting here, I was having a conversation with, the, with an individual yesterday on Facebook as well, through Messenger. If I can show you all the bills and the laws and everything that Trump has done to help the Hispanic community, would would that change your mind? No. Why? Because F Trump. <laughs> They're not and trying to way, hear the facts. No, they don't want to hear They're the emotional facts. Creatures. It's emotional. No, no, no. Of course. They're extra emotional creatures. Extra. You think most people are emotional, but your Latinos are yes, extra that's emotional. Why I, by, the, by the way, that's, my wife is right here. That's why I love being married to a Mexican woman because you're very passionate. Yeah. But that passion comes at a cost. Yeah, yes. she'll cut you. If that, you pa up. that passion is going to come at a cost. <laughs> So and sometimes Erica just just Erica put away the knife. She just okay. she, sometimes she just thinks about. You're not related to Lorena Bobbitt. No, 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 no. Just checking. So just checking. Erica just may think of something that I might yeah. like. Are you did, did you think about? I was guilty. I started, you know. So again, uh, what she what, woke up in the middle of the night because she had a bad dream and just slapped. You just slapped the crap out of me. You're like I'm sleeping again. Yeah, yeah, obviously, like, I'm like, did you hit me for something I might do? <laughs> but here's a problem. Here's a problem. Let's yeah. go back to the point. The point is this: and when you when you talk about the Hispanic community. And you think about this, like I said, uh, uh, Trump is not appealing to minorities because his language. So what you well, what's the first thing he ever said? The first thing he ever said, Ricky, yeah, what was it? Was build a wall. He wanted to build a wall. Not to build a wall. That these people are coming across the border. They're rapists. They're drug dealers. Those are those are sound bites. Those are sound, sound bites. That was his first Brother, speech. Was that was his like he was inauguration talking, he was to talking campaign about speech. MS-13. MS-13 gang rape women in, and some of their initiations are to gang rape, uh, gang rape or to murder. Mm -hmm. So, so if I grab a bunch of sound bites and say, "Oh, you you grab," he said that we're racist, murderers, drug dealers, and he says, "I'm assuming some people are good." Well, he, let me let me I'll put it to you this way: If I'm at your door with 15 different people, I said, "Adam, let me in," but you don't know any of them. Are you gonna assume they're all good, or that you're gonna or you're gonna say, "I don't know any of you guys"? You can't. I can't. I can't assume that you're good. I have to assume that you're gonna harm my family inside my house. All right. I have to so, let, let, let's step back for a minute. Mm -hmm. Two times now in public, Trump has been given the opportunity to, de to denounce white supremacists. 29 times he's done it. But two big stages. Tonight's his yes. third opportunity to say, yes. people who are against people of color are not with yes. me. Yes. This is his third opportunity on a big, big, big stage yes. to go there. Yes. Do you think he's going to go there? But I, he just did it on the town hall. But, and he said, how many times do I have to do it? But uh, at what point will it be enough for him to do can it? Can I answer that? Is there like an official time he's he not, can do it? like frustrated by answering it. Like, Tom, are you a racist? You. I don't play those games. But, I, don't, I don't. But you're not going to answer it? What do you yeah, mean? I, I, that's... We're you want to answer that? We're talking about Trump. To Adam's point, he, he needs to answer question. it very quickly who, who and decisively and move on. Who makes up those rules? If maybe you ask me, ask me the same question. Ask me, ask me that question. But you could, you Am I a racist? You ask you me the question. You keep pulling this. There's a part of it. Ask me about white supremacy. But there's a part of it. There's a part of it that the question makes the audience assume that at one point he was. So the question itself has a lot of power behind it. So... Even when somebody says, do you still hit your wife? I've never hit my wife before. If I ask you three times in three separate interviews, the audience is going to be like, maybe he does hit his wife. Nobody knows about it. The questions have a lot of power behind them. So, you, sit, you sit there and you watch questions being asked on both sides. It's not the same thing. Anyways, what this was good for, if you didn't know Ricky, now you know Ricky. This is who Ricky is. You know his position. 
since we have some stuff we got to do before we get into the debate, can you pull up? Can you pull up uh, how much money Trump has raised versus Biden? Because Biden's been on fire lately, raising money. Pull up the data. Here's what it's looking like. So Biden's raised 1.35 billion dollars so far. Trump's raised 1.49 billion dollars. So even though it looks good that Trump's raised more, if you look in the light blue and the light pink. In September alone, Biden's raised 358, Trump 153, nearly two and a half times more. If you go a little lower to see what these numbers are looking like, where it's coming from, uh, that's September. We kind of looked at number. Go lower. There's one of the things I wanted to show uh, on how the numbers look. Trump victory. Okay, those are those are good. Keep going lower. Is that it? Kai, is there anything lower or no? Okay, that's that's what I want to look at. Okay, so you that see the spike stick. right? Yeah, you see the hockey stick. So what does that hockey stick represent? Is it representing the last-minute panic? Is it representing, wow. you know, Bloomberg just came in and cut a big check, and that helps the number tremendously? Is it represent? What is that hockey stick representing? Is it we better figure this thing out because if this guy gets in and stays another four years, we're all screwed? What does that mean? It's naive. It's naivete because you just don't ramp up the TV commercials and think it's going to sway anything. Who watches TV anymore? Who watches these commercials? People that have already made up their mind. Mm. Old people. You know anybody that really watches the news or watches network television from 8 till 10? I don't. Nobody else does. Here's the other thing about Trump. You think he's lacking in TV no. coverage? He goes to these swing yeah. states, draws 25,000 people at a rally, and owns the news cycle. People can see through these ads. There's yeah. no one stupid enough that would listen to a TV commercial right now and think, man, a light bulb just went off. I like well, this body the, the light bulb went off after the debate. You know what? That money the is fundraising. Bloomberg. A big part of that. Went, I mean, that was a Why huge deal. Two hundred million of it. But do you think that's that individual do, donors? Do you, do you yeah, think the money is donors. an issue right now? Do you think if some, if either side needed money right now, they would have it in a second? It's how they prioritize it. I don't think Trump is prioritizing TV ads right now. And the other thing is, there is a chance that one of these sides know more than we do. They, this polling data might be inaccurate. There, he might not need as many before. TV commercials as the general uh, populace thinks that he does. Well, where it, it will be effective, nationally, I think maybe you're right. Locally, in swing states, in certain cities in Wisconsin, in Detroit, in certain cities in North Carolina, in certain cities in Florida, yeah, in certain cities well, in Arizona. I'm, I'm not well, turning my television on in Florida. Right right now. I'm, I'm not turning my TV on. They're, 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 that's where they're putting the money. On of course Congress it matters and in swing Senate states. races. Because mm -hmm. those are the ones that are very, very close, very contentious, and that's going to make almost as much of a difference as who's president. And that's where a lot of money is, and that's where the ads right. are going I mean, right now, too. You're not going to get legislation done if you can't flip one of the houses. It's just not happening. You'll have, I, I you'll have I, more gridlock. I, I say, you know what really worried me, and I, a lot of people don't, I forgot who was saying it. I think it was on, maybe it was CNN, because I watch CNN, because I just, if I want to be entertaining, hear a bunch of lies, I watch CNN. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, the point is this. Um, Somebody said, I can't remember if it, if it was Como or if it was Lemon. He said, if Biden becomes president, he needs to pack, pack, the, pack the court. Mm -hmm. That's scary. That hasn't happened in 150 years. You, you, you know what I'm saying? When, when you're already insinuating that as a president, this is what you should do, that's a very scary language. And this it goes back to a little bit of what Pat was saying. These are the type of things that our Hispanic community doesn't hear. They don't know deep enough issues. They don't know that packing the court is a horrible thing to do, and, 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 and nor, should, nor should you do it. But when you have anchors of people that are naive listening to them, and you say, Pack, that's, very, that's a scary thing. I mean, anybody voting for Biden, you should do your homework and realize that, because if, I mean, should Trump pack the house? 
I mean, what what should you do? Or pack the court? What should you do? What they're not doing it now. Naivete on the Latino community. I don't think most people have ever even heard of I, I'm Pac in the court also, until like a month ago. No kidding. Who no, even I, I, that was I, I've been 40 years on this planet. I never but, heard but Pac in the court. This is, I know, Pac in the club when, right. you, when the club gets too full. <laughs> but this is a but little insinuation, the, 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 the insinuation of it. It's a scary thought that, that the anchors that are influencing everyday Americans are saying this. Well, Joe Biden <laughs> did say that he will make an announcement on packing the court. Before he's that's before true, election. he has. So but, let's but, see if he does. But doesn't. the good news is, for people who don't do their own fact checking, the independent organizations that follow Americans reading the Constitution, the American readership of the U.S. Constitution has gone through the roof. Right. And there's no social media and Emily influence. That's a beautiful thing, by the way. I mean, it is so awesome. It's yeah. like what 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 people didn't do in high school, they're going back and doing, and we're learning about our founding fathers and our roots. I mean, there's some pretty awesome stuff happening because. Americans are curious because all they hear are sound bites. They don't get any substance. They're like, okay, I'm going to go yeah. find out for myself. The, the, the debates are not helping. They're not getting any substance in the debates because some people are not answering the questions. Other people are interrupting people. The well, mediators we'll are see, kind though. of. I mean, yeah, two, two minutes today. each, uh, you know. Well, how do you feel about the microphone muting after two minutes? Uh, muting before two minutes I mean, is before, over. Before, meeting before no, two I, minutes. I, I don't mind that. Not when you've got 13 minutes to have a food fight after per yeah. question. Thirteen minutes is plenty of time for them to go after each other. So you like the you like the muting? Just for the first two minutes. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. Whether it's Biden or Trump, if you can't handle 120 seconds, there's, you, you do not need to be. I'm with you. You do not need to be the, the leader to, of the free world. Yeah. No, I think he is. I think he's going to force Biden to talk more tonight. Yeah, and that's <laughs> I a think, great I think idea. That's how he's going to hurt himself. I think yeah, if Trump can stick with his game plan tonight, which is a big what if. That's or, a huge what right? if. But I think that's part of their strategy: is let Biden kind of. You know? By the way, here, here's what's crazy. Problem. Today, a lot of things have happened today, okay? Yeah. A lot. One, Amy Coney Barrett, Coney Barrett yeah. they mm -hmm. voted for 12 Democrats that didn't show up, so 12-10 right. if you want to put it, or 12-0 for them not showing up. Two, George Floyd, you heard about uh, yes. Chauvin, you know, yeah. the whole thing. They didn't think uh, that the third-degree murder could, could, could stick. Yeah, so that's the second thing that happened today, which, again, more frustration thing. Third, uh, the Sasha Cohen Borat 2 clip came out with Rudy Giuliani. Right. In the interview, he yeah. got spooked, and which is hilarious. I know you've been following the story. I mean, that in itself is crazy. That wasn't what I was thinking when it came to October Surprise. Oh, yeah. That, that, that was, was no longer on my radar happened. screen. I'm like, <laughs> could, okay. Could Borat's timing have been any better? He's, he's a genius, he's really genius. genius. He is he's a genius. He's on the 23rd. Time magazine, you know how they do the top yeah. 100? If he, yeah. He's not in the top uh, 100. I mean, this guy is and, a and brilliant the, And the great mind. thing about him, you don't hear from him yeah. in between. He doesn't like to be interviewed. He's under the radar. He doesn't do anything. So that's that part. And then on top of that, we had a couple other stories. You had Tony, 60 Tony, minutes. Tony. We had 60 minutes, which is the 60 minutes, the interview that uh, yep. uh, uh, Trump Stahl. did. With, with Leslie Stahl, with yeah. With Leslie Stahl. And then in it, they did it with uh, Biden, I think even Pence, and Trump. And she was upset at Pence. She, and she says. She's never interviewed Biden. That, yeah. there, there was confusion there on the president's part. She has personally never interviewed Biden. And 60 Minutes has. 60 Minutes has interviewed but Biden, not but not Leslie. Right. And, and I mean, right. after listening to 30 Minutes, that was like two people attacking each other. Yes. So he was attacking her as a person. I like yes. her on the air anyway. She's so, always uncomfortable. Well, but. Did but, you see but, the first time she interviewed him or no? Probably. When he became a president yeah, like I'm four sure years I did. ago? Yeah. Yeah, so, and, and then that whole part. But the, but the biggest factor about this is it's supposed to be launched on Sunday. So it they were will be because Pence sat for the whole interview. Yeah, he did. So they have, they have, Air, they have plenty to put on the air. Well, you, did you, you watched the whole thing. I watched. What did you think thing? about it? Because before anything, I can't say it. Like, Trump I, I can't say it. what it looked like. This is it the biggest like thing. A show. Like, like you imagine you're an actor. You're uh -huh. in a movie. Your girl is recording the scene. 
And before the movie comes out, you publicize the scene yeah. to everybody. Right. So 60 Minutes is doing the interview. Somebody sitting there recording him. Before 60 Minutes plays it on Sunday, yeah. he plays it so everybody tonight cannot say that he walked out. Yeah. Goes live with it. What was your takeaway when you watched it? So, I mean, again, it, it wasn't, I didn't take away anything of substance from yeah. it. And that is an increasing source of frustration, yes. I think. I don't care who you're talking about, Democrats yeah. or Republicans. You're like, I want to learn what they think about that's substantive instead of just listening to two people fight. Yeah. If, I want to, if I want to listen to two people fight, you know, I, I wouldn't put my... You're Italian. I mean, it's, well, yeah, I mean, I could just go find a relative. Yeah. So, but, <laughs> but I don't. I mean, I, I, I'd rather hear policy, and I think yeah. that's what Americans are ready for. She obviously, they both got hot under the collar. Do you think it's she a good was, idea She was that he irritated played, and he was irritated. Sorry? Do you, think, do you think it was smart on his end I, to well, put now, it on now, Facebook? I have my second master's is in journalism. So I think he crossed a very dark line. Oh my God, I disagree. In doing that. Well, I, what, what did he do wrong? I mean, you come to his house, you roll cameras. The, he, he didn't break into CBS and steal videotape they, they from didn't, Walter Cronkite. He didn't, but he broke with protocol, and, and that was just, they're, they're not going to not air what happened between the two of them. It's just you're going to get to see he, both of their faces. You know what? CBS is doing backflips right now. Do you understand the numbers on Sunday night? Because oh, people, Sunday night's going to be. People are going to want to know what, what their version of what happened is. Right, but, but we're, we're talking about right and wrong. And what he did was not right. Yeah, but, I mean, is it fair to say that they've also done the same thing to him with the whole collusion with Russia? I mean, my, my, my point is, had anything of substance come out of the 37 you know minutes? But for, for me, it was, no, just, it, right. it was just a stunt. But if, that was right. all it was. You're lying and saying that he walked out of the interview, and he wanted to set the record straight. I don't think there's anything wrong he with that. He didn't stay for the entire interview. Well, they said, sir, you've got five minutes left on air. And he said, nope. And I mean, he didn't like, you know, rip off his microphone and, and storm out. But he Ashley, did. can you pull it up? Pull but it he up. did go, get go up to, and go leave. Go to Trump's Facebook. It's not really... You know, if you go to Trump's Facebook page, uh, I hope you don't need to log on. But he could have just as okay. easily played that one yeah. little segment that showed I didn't storm off. Yeah. You know what? I think the biggest motivation for the people, the journalists doing the interviews is lower. they want to impress their peers. Lower, and they're, they're doing these interviews for the kudos that they get from their colleagues 100%. and their bosses. 100%. And they go in there with, she could have got some substantial information yeah. and really answer some questions he never had. But they're so busy being in attack mode and trying to keep impress going, their peers. Keep going. No, keep going. No, you're right. It's about I, to come. It's the next one, I think. Oh, they took it down? No, that's it. Okay. Oh, no, that's it. So you make it bigger. Make zap. it bigger. Okay. Isn't this then, amazing? They have a yanking to thirty. Go to 36 minutes. Here's how it ends. Raise the volume. Okay, play it. 4.7 million views in six hours. That's a very frustrating that's man. What, that's what he wanted. That's what he wanted. He wanted the you views. Know, I, I didn't want to have this kind of anger. Of course you did. No, I didn't. Of course you did. No, I didn't. Well, then you brought up a lot of subjects that well, I said were I'm inappropriately brought up. Questions. They were inappropriately but, brought up. Right from the beginning. Now, your first question was, this is going to be tough questions. Well, when you set up the interview, your first statement You're was... You're president. Don't you think me? you no, should no, be no. accountable to Listen, the American people? Your first statement to me, this is going to be tough questions. Well, I don't mind that. But when you set up the interview, you didn't say that. You said, oh, let's have a lovely interview. And and here's what I do say. So why? You don't ask Joe Biden. I saw your interview with Joe, the interview with I Joe Biden. I never did a Joe It was a joke. The interview, 60 Minutes. I see Joe Biden giving softball after softball. I've seen all of his interviews. He's never been asked a question that's hard. Okay, but forget him for a minute. No, but you start with me. You're president. Excuse me, Leslie, you started with me. Your first statement was, are you ready for tough questions? Yeah. <laughs> that's no way to talk. 
at a later time. Leslie, one, one second. We're, we're, uh, this is the first warning. I think we have five minutes until we have the vice president step in. Is that about right? Well, I think we have enough. It really, we have enough of an interview. I think we're ready for the vice president now. I think we have enough of an interview. See, one of his aides comes okay, on and rescues him. Let's okay, go. he just gave her 40 let's minutes. Go. But Daniel, if there's anybody, here's the thing. I, I get how frustrating he could be, but if there's anybody in politics that is definitely not one that sway, you know, avoids being interviewed and doesn't go into heat, you know, when sitting down with people. This, this guy. Everybody else, Obama did it once with, uh, uh, what do you call it? He sat down once with Hannity, not Hannity, um, uh, O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Do you remember that one interview? And then you never saw it again. He'll go on CNN, Fox, MSN. He'll go anywhere to do it. So I don't think it's the thing about him wanting to step away. She flipped her uh, uh, request that she had at the beginning. My only thing is I'm sitting there thinking, like, okay, why did he share it? So is he sharing it because he doesn't want anything to be asked tonight that's going to hurt him? Is he trying to, what's, what's his motive of sharing this? That's what I, I'm I trying think, to find I think out. He, he's sharing it to give a glimpse of what the motivation is with the media. And, and, just, and just how they try to spin something and how but, but the I get reality that, but why is. Why today? Like, why did he do it today? What, what was in here he was worried okay. about the debate tonight? Did it tonight? not get people stop talking about Rudy Giuliani well, look, and abruptly so, so, stop so that? The one thing, the one thing that was so. throughout was there's no corroboration. It cannot be verified. That was It was said over, because the, the, the Hunter Biden business came up yeah. probably four or five times yes, in the did. 35 minutes they spoke, and she kept repeating after herself, it can't be verified. We cannot report on it if it cannot be corroborated. What if Trump knew this was coming out? What if Trump knew that corroboration itself was coming out today? On, what on better timing side? could there be? On which side? On, on, on his. Hunter Biden? Uh, we, the, the actual, they could validate these emails, yes, right? The, the, and prove them that okay. the CEO the, the, of a company the, the, maybe. The gentleman who came out and said, <laughs> right. I have I have the physical emails in my possession that the Post sure. published. So why don't we go so into that's, that? So that, yeah. is, that is straightforward corroboration. And that's what you said before, right? We, we, when we weren't even recording. So check this out. I said there's been five big stories today, right? We talked about Amy Coney Barrett. This guy. George Floyd. Uh, uh, Rudy Giuliani, yeah. the 60 Minutes, and this guy. Here's what he says before he even watch this. And by this, the way, generation after generation in the Navy, this guy. This guy was friends. If you haven't seen this, by the way, he may actually be at the debate tonight. Trump is trying to bring him to the debate tonight. Similar to our last time, he brought uh, Bill Clinton's... Uh, mistresses. Uh, yeah. N- accusers. Accusers. Oh, not me? mistresses. Accusers. Oh, it was? Okay. And he's trying to do the same Alleged. thing on how Accusing. Accusing. Accusing mistresses. Yes. And Alleged. To throw and, Hillary off and, and Tony comes out today... Tony was a friend of Hunter Biden, and he drops the bomb in the first two minutes. Press play on this one. Linsky is uh, talking to the media right now. Armed Forces. Since leaving the Navy, I've been involved in various successful businesses, both in this country and abroad. I'm making this statement to set the record straight about the involvement of the Biden family, Vice President Biden, his brother Jim Biden, and his son Hunter Biden, in dealings with the Chinese. I've heard Joe Biden say that he's never discussed business with Hunter. That is false. I have firsthand knowledge about this because I directly dealt with the Biden family, including Joe Biden. I have also heard that Vice President Biden said on Tuesday that Senator Ron Johnson, the chair of the Senate Homeland Security Committee, should be ashamed for suggesting that Biden family sought to profit from their name. Well, here are the facts I know, and everything I'm saying is corroborated by emails, WhatsApp chats, agreements, documents, and other evidence. And the American people can judge for themselves. I brought, I guess, for record, three phones. <laughs> the years 2015 through 2018. That is unbelievable. These phones have never been held by anybody else besides myself. 
I was told this past Sunday by somebody who was also involved in this matter. He just showed phones? Why is that bad? If everything of the text is in there, it's over. The what's contributions over I've made have been to Democrats. What do you mean, what's over? I'm asking, like, what do you think? Okay, let him finish. You're actually Protect asking that question I want to hear. I don't know what's in the phones. He just what he says it in the phones. The email's in dispute in the New York Post. He says he has a copy of it. question is, why didn't you do this weeks ago, months ago? He has to politics, man. He has to politics. Because they're holding on to something. Go back, because we have to hear what this guy's saying. They're holding on to So go back to hear the key words. Go back. I think it's like at 40 seconds. Let him play again because I think Adam missed it. Folks, uh, forgive us. Adam uh, uh, may be very good with finances. When it comes on to selective hearing, <laughs> he doesn't hear the things that he doesn't want to hear. He showed me three phones, like a drug dealer. Play it one more go time. Ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. There's a lot of drug dealers like a, in my like like Vice President Biden said on Tuesday that Senator Ron Johnson, the chair of the Senate Homeland Security Committee, should be ashamed for suggesting that Biden family sought to profit from their name. Well, here are the facts I know. And everything I'm saying is corroborated by emails, WhatsApp chats, agreements, documents, and other evidence. Pause. And okay. Go back one more time for nine seconds. Adam, listen very carefully to yeah. what he says. It's proper everything English. Everything he's saying Play is in the time. chats. I got Play it. Play it again. Biden family sought to profit from their name. Well, here are the facts I know. And everything I'm saying is corroborated by emails, WhatsApp chats, agreements, documents, and other evidence. Yeah. And the American people can judge for themselves. So I guess he's it, guilty. Yeah. Well, Biden, Biden, now you wonder why he wasn't campaigning? Because he, he used the corroboration word. He said corroborated. And he's showing you where the evidence lives. I was told this past Sunday by okay, somebody who was also also involved in this matter that if I went public this information, it'd be it would bury all of us, man. The Bidens included. I have no wish to bury anyone. I've never been political. The few contributions I've made have been to Democrats. But what I am <laughs> is a patriot and a veteran. To protect my family name and my business reputation, I need to ensure that the true facts are out there. In late 2015, I was approached by James Gillier, whom I had known for many years, about joining him in a deal which he said would involve the Chinese state-owned enterprise, CEFC China Energy, and what he called one of the most prominent families in the United States. I was informed first by Gillier, and then by Hunter Biden, and by Rob Walker, who was working with the Bidens, that the Bidens wanted to form a new entity with CFC, which was to invest in infrastructure, real estate, and technology in the U.S. and around the world. And the entity would initially be capitalized with $10 million, and then grow to billions of dollars of investment capital. After months of discussion, I agreed to Gillier and Hunter Biden's request to become CEO of the entity to be called Sinohawk. Sino representing the Chinese side, Hawk representing Hunter Biden's brother Bo's favorite animal. And between February and May 2017, we exchanged numerous emails, documents, and WhatsApp messages concerning Sinohawk and its potential business. On May 2nd, 2017, the night before Joe Biden was to appear at the Milken Conference, I was introduced to Joe Biden by Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. At, and at my approximately hour-long meeting with Joe that night, we discussed the Biden's history, the Biden's family business plans with the Chinese, with which he was plainly familiar, at least at a high level. After that meeting, I had numerous communications with Hunter, Walker, Gillier, and Jim Biden regarding the allocation of the equity ownership of Sinohawk. On May 13, 2017, I received an email concerning allocation of equity, which says 10% held by H for the big guy. In that email, there's no question that H stands for Hunter, big guy for his father, Joe Biden and Jim for Jim Biden. In fact, Hunter often referred to his father as the big guy or my chairman. On numerous occasions, it was made clear to me that Joe Biden's involvement was not to be mentioned in writing, but only face to face. In fact, I was advised by Gillian Walker that Hunter and Jim Biden were paranoid about keeping Joe Biden's involvement secret. How bad is this? I also had a disagreement with Hunter about the funds CFC was contributing to Sinohawk. It's like a movie. You couldn't Hunter make this up. Hunter wanted five million of those funds to go to himself and his family. 
So he wanted the funds wired directly to an entity affiliated with him. I objected because that was contrary to our agreement. We did speed it up if you're watching this. We have it at 1.5. Maybe go to 1.25. father that CFC was really investing in the Biden family, that he held the Trump card, and that he was the one putting his family legacy on the line. He also said to me on May 17, 2017, that CFC wanted to be my partner, to be partner with the Bidens. During these negotiations, I repeated to Hunter and others that Sinohawk could not be Hunter's personal piggy bank, and I demanded that proper corporate governance procedures be implemented for capital distributions. Hunter became very upset with timing, me. Timing. CSC through, two, through July 2017 was assuring me the funds would be transferred to Sinohawk, but they were never sent to our company. Instead, I found out from Senator Johnson's September report that the $5 million was sent in August 2017 to entities affiliated with Hunter. Tomorrow, I will be meeting with the Senate committee members concerning this matter, and I will be providing to the FBI the devices which contain the evidence cooperating what I have said. So I will not be taking any questions at this time. Wow. <laughs> no. Did you hear the end of it where yes. he said that they, they moved the money questions. to Hunter? They, they kicked him out of the deal. Yes. So he's pissed. Yes. That's unbelievable. What that do you think about this, Adam? Adam, tell us, what do you think about this? I mean, I think Joe Biden should just drop out of the race right well, now. Honestly, Come on, Adam, just drop out. What do you, I know you're emotionally pissed off, but what do you think about this? Okay, some dude shows up the day before election. I've never heard of this guy. And all okay. of a sudden, I'm supposed to be, like, defending this or that or the other? How pissed would you be if you got screwed over in a deal? Like, what are his, what's his reasonings? Not bad enough about national TV. You've asked him multiple times. Let me ask a different way. Let me ask a different way. Here's a different question for you. So when the dossier came out, everybody's famous question was what? What if this is true? What should they do to Trump, right? What if this is true? Yeah, there's going to be legal ramifications. What if this is true? There's going to be legal ramifications, Which means what? What, what Who if freaking knows? I just heard of Joe Bubba Liskey for like this a minute and a half. We yeah. watched him. No clue. They've been talking about Hunter Biden for years now, and they've nothing stuck. Biden's winning in the polls still, despite Joe Hunter Biden's salacious activity. Is this going to be enough to put him over the top? We'll see. They should bring this up. I'm, not, ask, I'm not asking if it is anything to put him over the top. Does it do anything for you as a voter? What? The, the, some dude, sh like, speaking for a minute and a half? It doesn't do anything for you. This does zero for me. Really? Okay. If they actually well, prove... But, but here's I, the, here's on, the so thing, I'm supposed to trust this guy. No, no, it's not about trusting this guy. He's the CEO of a company. He's saying... Oh, then I should trust him. No, no, it's not. What's his motivation for lying? If everything can... What do you mean? What's his motivation for not lying? If everything can be proven, if everything can be proven, that these talks have been had, and that is the agreement, where are you at... You, where are you at position-wise? Some dude yeah. making a speech yeah. does nothing for me. If actually legal ramifications yeah. happen, yeah. then yeah. How many times did you bring up Russia with Trump? Did I? Yeah. We can go on the entire podcast, run it back every single time. Zero. Yeah, but Russia zero. was done when you started the podcast. Of course, it was because it was done. It was but done. prior to that, what did you think when you saw the Russia thing with Trump? Trump's up to some shady stuff with Russia. You thought about that. They've now, got stuff Why you jump to conclusion? That was never the case. It, it came back saying it was all, It was all over the TV but for wait years. Wait a minute. This is on TV, so you believe that, but you don't believe this? This is on TV for a minute and a half, Pat. But what? But it was, you know it, what? It, here, here's I'm a, a Trump fan here, now no, because of Joe Bobolinsky. What are you trying to say? It's not about being a Trump fan. How many people hate Trump on the Republican side? Yeah. Ted Cruz talks shit about him. Okay. Lindsey Graham talks shit about yeah. him. Um, Jeb Bush talks shit about him. Yeah. Every single one of these guys talks shit about him. 
And what did you say? Well, of course, they lost to him. He slaughtered them. Why would he not be spiteful yeah, against this, them? This is not, so this dude okay. got screwed over by a hundred buys deal. Is, this is, Why would he not? This is a whole different this, this, story. Yeah, because you don't put yourself out and make yourself yes. the biggest name yes. in the country now right before the election. His life's in danger. 100%. Literally. 100%. And you don't do so that. So what's the upside? Why would he do it? Because he has so much integrity? Because he said he's a patriot. Yes. This guy served. This guy's got integrity. He's a patriot. What would he's talking about stuff that happened in 2017? You think he's doing this over $5 million? No. He's waiting because for a week and a half before the election. The highest level he's a happened in front of him, and he wants to set the record straight. And you know what, Ricky? Here's what I said on the podcast last week that they laughed at me. Deep down, I don't think Biden wants to win this election. I don't think he wants to be president. He knows everything that's in his background. It's a house of cards. It's going to come crumbling Tom, down. He would pre- no, it isn't. It's not stupid. You, know you would prefer so- not to win the presidency. And he's, open himself he's up done to this whole every thing. single day. He's raised a billion and a half dollars. He's done every debate. He's done everything okay, for the so last week for him not I, to want to win the presidency. Out, this just proves that people who are going to vote for Trump are going to vote for Trump, and people who are going to vote for Biden are going to vote for Biden. That's a great point. But, but and, and that's that. I mean, no, I mean, I don't think, why can't you look at this as a psychological situation? What's wrong with someone not wanting to do something? That's all I'm saying, so and I, I think I, in his heart he would prefer not Daniel, to be the president. what does this no, do no, for you? I, I, I'm What's gonna, your opinion? I'm going to say this much. If, if he happened to have heard Leslie Stahl, because again, two things happen the same day. I don't think coincidence exists in this world. Ever, anywhere. If on the same day she's saying there is no corroboration over and over and over again, maybe he's throwing up his hands and saying, yes, there is corroboration. I don't think he could have done it that quickly. I think this had to oh, be planned before he released. Well, uh, this, this, this was, everything's timing right now. If you're asking why did it come out today, it's 100% part of Trump's uh, strategy. It's 100% strategic. If you think why Sasha Cohen's like the story has really become big today and the video is being released when people are watching it. It's because Giuliani was going after, you know, Hunter stuff. And so now they have to undermine Giuliani and they're hanging on to it to embarrass Sam. And it was easy to do. If, if anybody, so guys, for the last two months, we've all been saying the same thing. October is going to be the dirtiest, ugliest, yep. scariest month well, of so the year. Far it is. Nobody's surprised. Can I'm you not, imagine Halloween? I'm not, when I saw the Giuliani <laughs> thing, I'm sitting there saying, you know, by the way, he went on uh, Howard Stern. I don't know if you saw when he was on Howard Stern. They, they asked him about this on Howard Stern. They said, so what do you think about this? And, and you know, well, you know, he was trying to get me, but I told him I knew what it was trying to do because I've seen that guy before. That stuff may have worked before, but it doesn't work today. And I knew what they were doing. Then the girl, who's the girl on Howard Stern that's been with them for a while? Robin. What's her name? Uh, Robin. 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 So she says, uh, well, is there anything you want to tell us that may come out later on? You know what he said? Oh, uh, uh, I, you know, I don't remember anything. <laughs> first, first of all, of course you remember everything. This is Rudy. Or is he this is Rudy. He's a better liar so you that. know when this comes out, it's going to look very, very yeah. awkward uh, when this thing comes out. But for mm-hmm. me, when I see something like this and you show me proof of communication, this is bad news. When when e- when the emails of Hillary were taken out, that was bad news. Okay, that's terrible news because. You know, if, if they were able to see the emails, you would, it's proof. You're going to sit there and say, like WikiLeaks, remember how much of a role that guy played in the election last time? Julian Every, Assange. Julian Assange, when new, new things would come up, because it's proof. It's email. Well, it's again, written. If it, he can prove it, this is going to be in ugly. In theory, the FBI is sitting on this laptop. Why are they sitting, why are they sitting yeah. on the laptop? Why are they? So if he's going up in front of the Senate tomorrow with his corroborating evidence, then the Senate can say to the FBI, why are you sitting on this yeah, laptop? It, 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 so, yeah, I yeah. mean, again, 
we, we, we as the American people don't know why the FBI is dragging yeah. their feet on this. Yeah. We should know. Let me ask. We should know ask. regardless of who it's about, if it's a matter of national security. But Adam, if you, if you don't mind, Pat, Adam, look, bro, here's the reality behind these. Anybody that goes publicly pro-Trump or anti-Biden gets ruined. It's that simple. So it's not just some Joe Blow jumping on the TV, risking his entire reputation and his whole family. You go pro-Trump and anti-Biden publicly, you're ruined because the media will ruin you. And that man's face will be played back or said or he lied or he's lying. I don't know how many times. Like, there's, a, there's an element to, to going pro-Trump and anti-Biden right now, in this day and age, today, at whatever, 8 o'clock or 7.50 Texas time, bro, it's, it's, it's damn near social suicide. Well, so he's, what, he's, so, he's got something in, in common. Uh, he's got something in common with, uh, with Trump. He, he and Trump both gave to a bunch of Democrats. Well, yeah, right. So, so, so he said that. 100%. So, so he's not, doing no, but this. But the difference between him is Trump Small gave to Democrats and Republican. Trump yes. gave to both sides. He only gave to Democrats. Gave to Democrats. Only. Big difference. Yeah, so, so I mean, so is it really just some Joe Blow on there saying I have three phones and look at have you already yes. made up your mind? Have you already made up your mind? I have not. You, have you already made up no. your mind? Adam, <laughs> have you already made up your mind who you're voting for? I, I'm still 90% uh, Biden, but okay. I, if Trump's got 10%, I, so, 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 so let me ask you this. So, so I, if you're watching this, do you think Adam has already made up his mind who is voting for him? Tomorrow we can get video I, comes I, out I, that yes. Biden shoots somebody. I'm pretty sure I've made up my mind, stable. but okay. I have not cast my ballot okay. yet. So then you have made up your mind. So that's a different but story. But I have not cast my ballot but yet. But she hasn't made up her mind. Mm -hmm. So let's talk to Danielle. So all the undecided voters. What are you looking for to make your decision who you're going to vote for? I want to find out who's going to talk like an adult and tell me about the policies that they're going to pursue. Over and Got over it. again. Okay. The, the, the one point that Leslie Stahl scored in that interview was... She kept saying, you're saying there's an alternative to Obamacare if it gets turned over. What is it? Just give it to me in a few sentences. And he said, I can take you after and show you. Sorry. He should be able to yeah. say at this point in one paragraph in a sound bite, as any, as any politician should be, this is exactly what I'm going to do for healthcare in America, and this is how I'm going to do it, and I've had this many people vetting the plan, and he should be able to put it in three or four sentences or in two minutes. Sure. And, you know, he should be able to do that at the exact same time Joe Biden says how he's going to put an end to Antifa and uprisings throughout this country and, and some of this stuff. Exactly. Answer the question. I want to hear substantive yeah. answers from both of them. I want to see who can actually play the adult in the room. Here's oh, a wow. different question for you. Well, Here's a different question for you. Here's a different question for you. The different no, question that, that's is, off. is not, the okay. Computer. The next question for you is this. So for you, what are your top things you look for when you vote? So go number one, I look for this. Is it economy first? Oh, it, what is, so look, if you can kind of go through this. China, it, where are you at with there, your There's list? a brand new poll out yep. today. Number one is the economy. Number two is the coronavirus. Period. End. What is it for you? Same things. Okay, got it. Same things. I, I'm, I'm, I tend to be with the average American. We've had two days with a, a thousand deaths. I mean, it, let me tell you what they do to you on Twitter if you talk about yeah. cases rising. People are like, it's a hoax. I'm like, fine, fine. We'll just, we'll leave it to fatalities. We'll wait until hospitalizations are going up, which they are in Wisconsin, in, in Michigan, a lot of swing states right now as it gets colder. Yeah. But, but people want to know what's the future for the economy and what's the future for the coronavirus. Nobody wants to shut down again, but they, they want to know what the leader's plan is if we're not shutting down, how are you going to make sure my small business stays open? 
Yeah, but you always said a coronavirus question. That's yeah. an economy question. But, 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 I, I would the coronavirus 25th on my list of things that I would use. But the middle of a pandemic, coronavirus is 25th on your list? because I'm capable of taking care of myself and my family and making sure that we're 25th in the middle of a pandemic. I'm speaking on behalf of the 25 for you. In the top five, clearly, we're in the middle I'm, of pandemic I'm, right wait, now. Wait, wait, you're, you're looking at this the wrong way. I'm speaking on behalf of the 25% of American businesses, small businesses that are closing because the people who frequent their businesses are afraid to come out of their homes because there's no cohesive policy. It's, it's not... Okay, but I, th- th- there's two sides to that. Are no, they freaked no. out by the message that they're getting constantly? Yes. No, they, I mean, no. And, and that's we're talking about that educated Americans. Everybody knows it's out there. They're freaked out their by their the dead bodies that they Hey, see. look, I live in California. It's all a scam as far as what Gavin Newsom is doing, oh, as far as so shutting down Disneyland, is, shutting down Universal again, Studios, destroying Anaheim, destroying Orange again, County. That is, that, is, that is to the absolute extreme, and he's the most guilty for putting small businesses out of business permanently. I want for a politician but to tell me how they're going to keep it safe for me to keep my business, but not how they're going to shut me down and keep me shut down. What's happening to California is ridiculous. I mean, they should be they should be putting up a, up a wall at the border because these people are leaving California in the droves. Daniel, but, question. I want you to give two grades. Trump's handling of the economy, Trump's handling of the coronavirus. What would you grade Trump? I would say his and handling... by the way, she's an economist here, so... I, I would say that his handling of the economy has been a solid B. Solid B for Trump. Solid B. I would say that his handling of the coronavirus has been a solid C. He keeps falling back on Fauci and saying, but he said not to wear a mask, and then he changed his mind. You want a leader who's like, wait a minute, I've got this, the epiphany, the light bulb goes off. I can think for myself. I can do my own homework, and I can come out with my, I, I don't have to rely on somebody to tell me what my policy should be. I am the leader of the free world. I can figure it out on my but own. But you can't say that. Okay, so let's just say you say you can say that, but it, it, it's tough to say that. And then on the other side, when he does it on the military side, you said, what do you know about military? You can't make a decision for it. These guys have been to war. You have been to war. So it's either you can take that position, but you also have to say, you ought to listen to the military, you ought to listen to Fauci, or you got to take the position and say, no, you're the commander in chief. You don't listen to the generals. You make, you do the research, you make the decision. You don't listen to your well, you know, leader that's like Fauci. This, and- if, if somebody says, and this is, this is the, the fatal flaw of any economist, yeah. if, if the facts change and you keep your bias, you're going to go down with the ship. So if the facts changed and you don't change your mind, there's, then that just means you're too rigid in your thinking. Right. Sure, right. sure, but but also if you go to it, if you and maybe if, he maybe he discounts what Fauci thought. That's fine. Maybe he moves on and gets himself a new expert. Who knows? If he's like, well, this guy's waffling. He's going back and forth. Yeah. Last week it was no mask. This week it's this mask. Maybe I'll go find somebody who's objective, who I can look to to new and different scientific guidance from. But if you look, if you look at the beginning of the state, like if you look back from when he started to be president, I I, I put myself when I'm going to speak. <clears throat> I put myself in a position like, for example, with Trump, right? <clears throat> He's been attacked for how many years, right? So when they say, hey, this corona thing is going to come in, <clears throat> possibly ruin the economy. Was it a good idea for him to say it was a hoax? No. But when you're always attacked, you have to, and it's not the smartest thing to do as a president, you have to assume that you're just getting attacked again. But let's move away from that, which I don't agree that he did that. But if we look at February and March, in February, because I'm from California, um, Pelosi was a shit city, which is San Francisco, telling everybody, come out. It's okay. We're good. Everything's under control. Come visit us. And that needs to be played over and over and over again. But that's the thing, Danielle. It's not. And there's so many. Cuomo said, 
We want to thank the president. He's doing a good job. He said that. The, the, the president of, of uh, Arizona, I mean, the governor of Arizona, governor, every governor said he's doing a great job. He did, he's doing as best as he can. Thank you. Why aren't they playing yeah. these videos? They accuse him of, yeah, it's a hoax. It's your fault everybody's dying. But yet, every single Democrat, including Pelosi, the House Speaker, she was in San Francisco in the middle of the city, February 28th, saying, we're good. Come, come to Chinatown. Okay. Here's China the biggest China thing. Come the, to the coronavirus is a political issue. It's a, it is, it it's a should fact. have never been. But it is. That is the reality. But, yes. so, but this is the only country, mean, this is the only country in the world where it is a political issue. What do you mean it should have never been? It should have never been a political issue, no. But why did it become a political issue? Be because the Democrats can use well, it to no, try to get Trump. But I want to hear what you okay. said. Why did it become a political issue? I don't issue? think it, no. I, I, I think it became a political issue because the politicization of the mask itself is at Trump's feet. No, no, that's not the question. Though. Why did it become a political issue? Because Trump made it one. So it's Trump made it a political issue. In my view. Tell me why. Look, Nancy Pelosi should have never been in Chinatown saying, come on out. At that point, Trump himself should have come out and said, that's reckless. And he should have called her out and stuck with it. But instead, he's waffled back and forth. You heard the 60 Minutes interview that. today. Yeah. I don't know about masks. They might be good. They might. They might possibly be bad. But, they might. But, but, I mean, but it's you, also, you have to have one on answer expert, if you're a leader. If I'm leaning on an expert, Fauci, who changes his mind every other day, who the hell do I listen to? Does he? Do, do, so do you keep you a close me, manager next do, to you if you, you find out that he's, you, that he's wrong or do you replace him? Masks don't work in March. Then you tell me it works. Then you tell me this. Then you don't wear a mask. Then you're Fauci. You're at a Washington national game sitting in the middle of yep. two people and you're not wearing a mask. Oh, but you took a test, but you don't know if they took a test. Danielle, there is so much hypocrisy. I understand. On what they did, the media, to spin this thing into political thing to do whatever they can to hurt the economy because they knew one thing. You know how this thing works. If the economy's good, if the president's Obama, if the president's Bush, if the president's Clinton, we're gonna do it two terms. Look, if the economy's bad, they're not. What and the, should and the Trump COVID, have done? I will, he, if, there he's, is, he's, if, 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 if we don't shut down the economy, I wanna ask this question. If we don't shut down the economy, and the approach was taken in a different way, Dow today's at 35, what is the chances of Biden even having a chance to win? 80-20. Stock Biden would win. The stock market is at an all-time all high. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying yeah. to you. Yeah. So, wait, so wait, what wait, I'm wait, saying now. Wait, just, just, just. It's because they turn it into a political thing. Look at California, step, step Florida. You got Disneyland against Disney World. Same company, two different states. One of them, let's go. Uh, it doesn't open up the uh, park for 200 days. The other one opens up July well, 11th. That was a great episode. Jobs are, on that. But Shout the point I'm trying to make you is same company, and Bob Iger's a hardcore Democrat. And he himself stepped out and said, I'm not doing anything with Newsom. They politicized it. You can't say Trump politicized it. Wait. Uh, wait there's wait, wait, no way in the world he can wait. say Trump this politicized is, it. This, look, you're, 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 missing, you're missing the it? core issue. He calls it the China virus, okay? But he doesn't make the connection to it being the China virus and saying, and saying many places in America, the that's, economy suffered because China didn't release the data. that's not politicized. That's no, not politicized. that's not, but I'm saying he that's needs to follow through. That's just saying maybe he didn't do the right thing, or maybe he didn't no. use the right tactic many of or strategy. Our allies, Australia, many of our allies shut down because the, yeah. the, the politicians were, they were, they were in the dark because Danielle, China did not release the Danielle, data. when's the last time since you've been born, you've seen the economy shut down and nobody going to work? Pat, there were, there were aerial images of the crematoriums over Wuhan. Everybody was no, scared asking, shitless. I know, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not, no, I'm not saying anything, but I'm But again, but I'm we didn't you know how what, bad it was because China kept no, all the data. I, what so I'm, what are you supposed I, to do? We're on the same page here. So first of all, number one enemy to me is China. I fully, we're Absolutely. on the same page when it comes down to China. And yeah. to me, being somebody that's from Iran, if Iran and China wants Biden, I'm concerned. 
I'm concerned about that. Mm. I'm concerned about why the Iran and Chinese leadership, the government is excited about Biden becoming president and not Trump. Why? Because you're not going to get Well, who's going to be harder on China? Of course Trump's going to be harder okay. on China. So for me, if we're going to that perspective, I'm pure economy, guys. By the way, we're getting started. So yeah. let me give you the details of today's uh, debate. So, by the way, that was great. Phenomenal, everybody. This was very good. Location, Belmont University, Nashville, Tennessee. I've been to Nashville, Tennessee. Shout out to all the folks who've been to Silverado and Nashville. It's a great nightclub. They taught me how to dance country. <laughs> oh, that's you having a shout out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they are. Silverado good nightclub. people. Good wait, people. Wait, wait, wait. Modern, Where's that on YouTube? I'm bookmarking that on YouTube. Way. Moderator Kristen Welker, which we all know is not a Trump fan. It's going to be interesting how that goes. She's from MSNBC. Topic of debates, fighting COVID-19, American families, race uh, in America, climate change, national security, and leadership. Format, the Commission on Presidential Debate said this week that it was changing on debate rules so that each candidate will be silenced while the other gives a two-minute opening statement at the start of each 15-minute segment during the rest of the discussion in each block. Having said that, I think we're getting close to it. Matt, um, one quick question. Yes. Do, do the words Hunter Biden get mentioned in the first 30 minutes? Oh. By Trump, yes. By Trump? <laughs> the, 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 by I, anyone other than Trump. I don't you, think no. so. Well, she's, no hey, way. something came to light today. No in fact, way. there was a press conference an hour ago. Mr. Biden, did yeah. you see that? Have you have any comments? She yeah. will fall back what on the fact that until, uh, uh, until the evidence is made public, she's got she can't. She's right now. Yeah. Why don't you Anderson put it up Cooper's already? Her what to say. Start showing it that we're, no, no, meaning in the screen. Okay, good. Yeah. So they can see that. Do you have any uh, opinions, Pat, on how this is going to turn out tonight? I think it's going to be uglier think? than the first one. I don't think it's going to be... Is that, than is the that first possible? One. Yeah, I think it's going to be uglier than the first one because imagine today what their day looks like with all these different stories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in your brain, you're trying to find out what angle. Well, at least and most Americans are... everyone's giving you advice. Everyone's right. telling you what angle you should take. Everyone's trying to, especially Biden, like... They've told a million different things on what yeah. to try to do. Yeah. And you're trying to get all your angles in place. So all this week that Biden's been preparing, it's irrelevant because five different events yeah. happened today. Yeah. So whatever you've been preparing for, what put is, it out the window. What, what does Trump need to do in order to win this debate? And what does Biden Trump's gotta need be Trump. to do? Trump's got to be Trump. Stay with the facts. Yeah, and you know, Biden's got to try to get away yeah. from the stories as much as possible. I, I'm interested to see the human By element. the way, look at her. She's ready to crush Trump. Dude, she yeah. is oh, so she just parked up her eyebrows. It is so obvious. <laughs> Okay. By the way, the human element with Biden is what I'm going to watch for. This is his family that's involved. It's not just policy yeah. in the country. Yeah, this is one of his sons is dead. Yeah. The other one's alive and is the villain of the U.S. right now. So and she's, she's a Latina, right? She is. Walker, yeah. Yes. I just want everybody to know watching this, on behalf of the Latino community, we do not support that woman. <laughs> she hasn't even started yet, bro. I don't care. That's some bias right there, Ricky. No, no, it's not bias. I already know what she stands for. What does she stand for? Look, you were talking about earlier. What does she about, stand for? Look, she's anti-Trump. Okay. Okay. So, you know, Danielle was making some interesting points earlier. She says, I want to know what he's going to do. Here's the reality. I go off of history because history always repeats itself. What did Winston Churchill said? He says, in order, for, in order for us to look at the future, we have to go look deep in the past. Okay. 47 years. What has Biden done? He's done the crime bill in 1993 and massacred blacks. Right? Yeah. On top. Up. You know, here's the last thing. Uh, Biden and has spent five days pages. memorizing his lines. Here, Trump thinks on his audio. feet. Okay, guys, let's have a good debate. Bring it in. And I welcome you to the final 2020 presidential debate. At least we got popcorn. President Donald J. Trump. Tonight's debate is sponsored by the Commission on Presidential Debates. It is conducted under health and safety protocols. Can we turn it up a little bit, gentlemen? By the Commission's health security advisor. The audience here in the hall has promised to remain silent. 
no cheers, boos, or other interruptions, except right now, as we welcome to the stage former Vice President Joe Biden and President Donald J. Trump. No mask, oh, mask. God. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. What a responsible man. You know what would do at one time? Such a moral, so full of moral, morale. Oh, Trump's ready. I do. I do. <laughs> nice air deck right there. Good evening to both of you. This debate will cover six major topics. At the beginning of each section, each candidate will have two minutes uninterrupted to answer my first question. The debate commission will then turn on their microphone only when it is Make their the turn to bigger, answer. Put us on the bottom. The commission will turn it, it off exactly when the two the minutes expire. After that, both microphones will remain on. But on behalf of the voters, I'm going to ask you to please speak one at a time. The goal is for you to hear each other and for the American people to hear every word of what you both have to say. And so with that, if you're ready, let's start. And we will begin with the fight against the coronavirus. President Trump, the first question is for you. The country is heading into a dangerous new phase. More than 40,000 Americans are in the hospital tonight with COVID, including record numbers here in Tennessee. And since the two of you last shared a stage, 16,000 Americans have died from COVID. So please be specific. How would you lead the country during this next stage of the coronavirus crisis? Two minutes uninterrupted. So, as you know, 2.2 million people modeled out were expected to die. We closed up the greatest economy in the world in order to fight this horrible disease that came from China. It's a worldwide pandemic. It's all over the world. You see the spikes in Europe and many other places right now. Uh, if you notice, the mortality rate is down 85 percent. Uh, the excess mortality rate is way down and much lower than almost any other country. And we're fighting it, it and we're fighting poised. it hard. There is a spike. There was a spike Let's in Florida. It's yeah, now gone. <laughs> there was a very big spike in Texas. It's now gone. There was a very big spike in Arizona. It's Go now on. gone. And there are some spikes and surges in other places. They will soon be gone. We have a vaccine that's coming. It's ready. It's going to be announced within weeks. He and had it's it. going he to be delivered. We have... Uh, Operation Warp Speed, which is the military, is going to distribute the vaccine. I can tell you from personal experience that uh, I was in the hospital. I had it, and I got better. And I will tell you that uh, I had something that they gave me, a therapeutic, I guess they would call it. Some people could say it was a cure. But uh, I was in for a short period of time, and I got better very fast, or I wouldn't be here tonight. And now they say I'm immune, whether it's four months or a lifetime. Nobody's been able to say that, but I'm immune. Uh, more and more people are uh, getting better. We have uh, a problem that's a worldwide problem. This is a worldwide problem. But I've been congratulated by the heads of many countries on what we've been able to do. Uh, with the, if, you, if you take a look at what we've done in terms of goggles and masks and gowns and everything else, and in particular, ventilators. We're now making ventilators all over the world, thousands and thousands a month, distributing them all over the world. It will go away, and as I say, we're rounding the turn, we're rounding the corner. It's going away. Okay, former Vice President Biden, to you, how would you lead the country out of this crisis? You have two minutes uninterrupted. 220,000 Americans dead. If you hear nothing else I say tonight, hear this. Anyone who's responsible for not taking control, in fact, 
not saying I'm, I take no responsibility initially. Anyone who's responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States of Is America. Is this teeth like? We're in a situation where a there are a thousand deaths a day right. now. A thousand deaths a day. He's right. And there are over 70,000 new cases per day. Compared to what's going on in Europe, as the New England Medical Journal said, they're starting from a very low rate. We're starting from a very high rate. The expectation is we'll have another 200,000 Americans dead between now and the end of the year. If we just wore these masks, the president's own advisors have told him, we could save 100,000 lives. And we're in a circumstance where the president thus far and still has no plan, no comprehensive plan. What I would do is make sure we have everyone encouraged to wear a mask all the time. I would make sure we move in the direction of rapid testing, investing in rapid testing. I would make sure that we set up national standards as to how to open up schools and open up businesses so they can be safe and give them the wherewithal, the financial resources to be able to do that. We're in a situation now where the New England Medical Journal, one of the serious, most serious journals in the, in the whole world, said for the first time ever that this, the way this president has responded to this crisis has been absolutely tragic. And so, folks, I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. It's almost comical. President Trump, I'd like to follow up with you and your comments. You talked about taking a therapeutic. I assume you're referencing Regeneron. You also said a vaccine will be coming within weeks. Yes. Is that a guarantee? Is, no, it's not is, a guarantee, but it will be by the end of the year. But I think it has a good chance. There are two companies, I think, within a matter of weeks, and it will be distributed very quickly. Can you tell us which companies? Uh, Johnson & Johnson is doing very well. Moderna is doing very well. Pfizer is doing very well. And we have numerous others. And then we also have others that we're working on very closely with other countries, in particular Europe. Let me follow up with you because this is new information. By the way, Joe's answer was nothing. She didn't give any advice except for mask in. Take well into Blink, and I'll save it. Earliest for enough Americans National to get standards. vaccinated. And even yeah, then they no, say the, the country has will be wearing masks and distancing decide for yeah. to 2022. Is your timeline Why? realistic? He, did, he, he only no, said encouraged, so that was not exactly I strong. I will encourage everyone to wear a mask. The way I do, because we have our generals lined up, one in particular that's the head of logistics. And this is a very easy distribution for him. He's ready to go as soon as we have the vaccine. And we expect to have 100 million vials. As soon as we have the vaccine, he's ready to go. Vice President Biden, your reaction, and just 40% of Americans say they would definitely agree to take a coronavirus vaccine if it was approved by the government. What steps would you take to give Americans confidence in a vaccine if it were approved? Make sure it's totally transparent. Have the scientists of the world see it, know it, look at it. Go through all the processes. And by the way, he's, this is the same Sums fellow who told you this is going to end by Easter last time. This is the same fellow who told you that it's don't worry, sounds. we're going to end this by the summer. We're about to go into a dark winter, a dark winter. And he has no clear plan and there's no prospect that there's going to be a vaccine available for the majority of the American people before the middle of next year. President Trump, your reaction, he says you I have no plan. I don't think we're going to have a dark winter at, at all. We're opening up our country. We've learned and studied and understand the disease, which we didn't at the beginning. When I closed and banned China from coming in heavily infected, and then ultimately Europe, but China was in January. Months later, he was saying I was xenophobic. I did it too soon. Now he's saying, oh, I should have, uh, I should have you know, moved quicker. But he didn't move quicker. He was months behind me, many months behind me. 
And frankly, he ran the H1N1 swine flu, and it was a total disaster, far less lethal, but it was a total disaster. Had that had this kind of numbers, 700,000 people would be dead right now. But it was a far less lethal disease. Biden's sleeping? Uh, look, his own That's person who ran that for him, who, as you know, was his uh, chief of staff, said it was writing. catastrophic. It was horrible. We didn't know what we were doing. Now he comes up and he tells us how to do this. Also, everything that he said about the way every single move that he said we should make, that's what we've done. We've done all of it. But he was way behind us. Vice President Biden, your response. My response is he is xenophobic, but not because he shut down access Ooh. from China. And he did it late after 40 countries had already done that. In addition to that, what he did, he made sure that we had 44 people that were in there in China trying to get to Wuhan to determine what exactly the source was. What did the president say in January? He said, no, he said, this is, he's being transparent. The president of China is being transparent. We owe him a debt of gratitude. We, ought to, we have to thank him. And, and then what happened was we started talking about using the Defense Act to make sure we go out and get whatever is needed out there to protect people. And again, I go back to this. He had nothing. He did virtually nothing. And then he gets out of the hospital and he talks about, We're, this is all, don't worry, it's all going to be over soon. Come on. There's not another serious scientist in the world who thinks it's going to be over soon. President Trump, your reaction? I say over soon. I say we're learning to live with it. We have no choice. We can't lock ourselves up in a basement like Joe does. He has the, <laughs> he has the ability to lock himself up. He's obviously made a lot of money someplace, but he has this thing about living in a basement. People can't do that. By the way, I, as the president, couldn't do that. I'd love to put myself in the basement or in a beautiful room in the White House and go away for a year and a half until it disappears. I can't do that. And Kirsten, every, t every meeting I had, every meeting I had, and I'd meet a lot of families, including gold star families and military families, every meeting I had, and so I had to meet the, them. Does the guy in SNL do Trump? It would be horrible Trump to have canceled Trump. everything. <laughs> I said, you know, this is dangerous. And you catch it. And you know, I caught it. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Great doctors, great hospitals. And now I recovered. 99.9 .9 of young people recover. 99% of people recover. We have to recover. We can't close up our nation. We have to open our school, and we can't close up our nation, or you're not going to have a nation. And of course, the CDC has said young people can way, get great sick start with COVID-19 and just so you know, it's actually, Vice President Biden, These are two adults so far, and she's letting them talk. I actually like the way she's doing it. 30 seconds, please. No, number one. I know Ricky's people, says, you know, he's already encouraged them not to like We're learning to live with professionals. People are learning to die with it. You folks home will have an empty chair at the kitchen table this morning. That man or wife going to bed tonight and reaching over to try to touch their out of habit where their wife or husband was. It's gone. Learning to live with it. Come on. We're dying with it because he has never said, you said it's dangerous. When's the last time? Is it really dangerous still? Are we dangerous? You tell the people it's dangerous now? What should they do about the danger? And you say, I take no responsibility. Let me talk about your two. Excuse me, I take, very full, I take full responsibility. It's not my fault that it came here. That's it's right. China's fault. That's and you right. know what? It's not Joe's fault that it came here either. It's China's fault. Wow. They kept it from going into the rest of China for the most part, but they didn't keep it from coming out to the it's world, including Europe moment. and ourselves. That's the first thing he's See? ever done. That's, that's, that's what he needs to be saying. When we knew it was coming, when it hit, what happened? What did the president say? 
Your people he said, said don't worry. Fine. It's going to go away. Be gone by Easter. Don't worry. The warm weather. Don't worry. Maybe inject bleach. He did say he this. He said we'd all be in Easter that. church services. He said that. The whole he's range of things the president has said. And even Biden today, he thinks we are in to control. To Biden's point, there are a thousand people dying every day right now. We're back up to that level. It's, but, it's serious for their families. But do we perhaps just fully believe all that data? Some of that data has been proven to not be true. And I know for a fact if you if you If you just study excess mortality, it takes it all out of the wash. And that went on for months. What Nancy Pelosi said the same thing. She was dancing on the streets in Chinatown in San Francisco. That's right. But when I closed, right. he said, this is a terrible thing. You're xenophobic. I think he called me racist even. And because I was closing it to China. Now he says I should have closed it earlier. It just, Joe, it doesn't work. I didn't say either of those things. You certainly did. You certainly did. I talked about a xenophobia in a different context. It wasn't about oh, closing the border gosh, to Chinese. Buddy. I want to talk about both of your different strategies to handle. He thought I shouldn't have closed the border. Well, let's, That's obvious. Is that, do you want to respond to that quickly, Vice President no. Biden? Okay. <laughs> let's talk about strategies for doing this. Mr. Vice President, you suggested that it's a permanent shutdown if scientists recommended it. What do you say to Americans who are fearful that the cost of shutdowns, the impact on the economy, the higher rates of hunger, depression, <laughs> domestic and substance abuse outweighs the risk of exposure to the virus? That's so true. What I would say is I'm going to shut down the virus, not the country. It's his ineptitude that caused the, virus, caused the country to have to shut down in large part. Why businesses oh have gone God, under, why schools are closed, why so many people have lost their living, and why they're concerned. Those other concerns are real. That's why he should have been, instead of in a sand trap in his golf course, he should have been negotiating with Nancy Pelosi and the rest of the Democrats and Republicans about what to do about the acts that you know, there are passing was no big cheer here, but there were, there were sure cheers in some capacity. houses in America right now. Just saying. He plays a lot of golf. I, I'm not shutting down the name, but there are, look, you need standards. The standard is if you have a reproduction rate in a community that's above a certain level, the everybody one. says, slow up, more social distancing, do not open bars and do not open gymnasiums, do not open until you get this under control, under more, more control. But when you do open, so, give the people the capacity to be able to open and have the capacity to do it safely. For example, schools. Schools, they need a lot of money to open. They need to deal with ventilation systems. They need to deal with smaller classes, more teachers, more pods. And he's refused to support that money, or at least up to now. Let's talk about schools. President well, Trump, I, I think you... we have to respond, if I might. Please, and then I have a follow-up. Thank you, and I appreciate that. Look, all he does is talk Seems about civil. Yeah, but forget about him. His Democrat governors, Cuomo in New York, you look at what's going on in California, you look at Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Democrats, Democrats all, they're shut down so tight, and they're dying. They're dying. And he supports all these people. All he talks about is shutdowns. No, we're not going to shut down, and we have to open our schools. And it's like, as an example, I have a young son. He also tested positive. By the time I spoke to the doctor the second time, he was fine. It just went away. Young people. I guess it's their immune system. Let me follow up with you, President Trump. You've demanded schools open in person and insist they can do it safely. But just yesterday, Boston became the latest city to move its public school system entirely online after a coronavirus spike. What is your message to parents who worry that sending their children to school will endanger not only their kids, but also their teachers and okay. families? I want to open the schools. Uh, the transmittal rate to the teachers is uh, very small. But I want to open the schools. We have to open our country. We're not going to have a country. You can't do this. We can't keep yep. this country closed. This is a massive 
country with a massive economy. People are losing their jobs. They're committing suicide. There's depression, alcohol, drugs at a level that nobody's ever seen before. Like you said, There's abuse, country. tremendous abuse. We have to open our country. You know, I've said it often. The cure cannot be worse than the problem itself. And that's what's happening. And he wants to close down. He'll close down the country if one person in our in our massive bureaucracy says we should close it down. Vice President Biden, your Simply response. Simply not true. We ought to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. We ought to be able to safely open. But would they need resources to open? You need to be able to, for example, if you're going to open a business, have social distancing within the business. You need to have, if you have a restaurant, you need to have plexiglass dividers so people cannot infect one another. You need to be in a position where you can take testing rapidly and know whether a person is, in fact, infected. You need to be able to trace. You need to be able to provide the, all the resources that are needed to do this. And that is not inconsistent with saying that what we're going to make sure that we open safely. And by the way, he just scored a point. There, I'm sorry. Not that many yeah, of you are going to die. So we were doing this. There's social don't distancing in restaurants. All that stuff is already happening. Plexiglass, we're all going to do That's all. That was three months ago when we even had the Department of Health and Services come to our office. It's a ghost town. Say what about Biden? Plexiglass. These are the guy's not sleepy. He's not dementia. He's out there talking point to point with Trump. It's an even debate right now. Nobody's winning right now. Even right now. You're going to sit there in a cubicle wrapped around. I mean, my husband's got a salesman. He's 45-year-old marathon runner. His kid got the coronavirus. I mean, marathon runner. Buff guy. Two weeks in the hospital. Damn near died. My wife's entire family got coronavirus. Her mom, her stepdad, her sister, her two nieces. They were bored after one day because they wanted to get out of the house. But that's what I'm saying. It's random. I mean, this 45-year-old marathon runner lands in the hospital for two weeks. He must have had some sort of other... No, he wasn't. There was no... different coronavirus. It's random. That's the problem with this thing. It's random. Ricky, you had the corona for how long? Uh, I think it was 10 days. 10 days. Three months ago? Four, three months ago? 10 days. July 15th. No, no. I just isolated for 10 yeah. days, 15, 14 days. And how did it feel? I just felt fatigued. Started, that was it. Like the flu? Like worse? Yeah, like the flu. Yeah. You want to get it again? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's not going to kill me. And nothing's happened. President, New York has lost more than 40,000 yep. people, 11,000 people in nursing homes. President Trump, what when about... When you say spike, take a look at what's happening in Pennsylvania, where they've had it close. Take a look at what's happening with your friend in Michigan, where her husband's the only one allowed to do anything. It's been like a prison. <laughs> now it was just ruled unconstitutional. Take a look at North Carolina. They're having spikes, and they've been closed and they're getting killed financially. We can't let that happen, Joe. You can't let that happen. We have to open up, and we understand the disease. We have to protect our seniors. We have to protect our elderly. We have to protect especially our seniors with heart problems and diabetes problems, and we will protect them. We have the best testing in the world by far. That's why we have so many cases. Let me follow up with you before we move on to our next section, President Trump. This week, you called Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's best-known infectious disease expert, quote, oh, she said the Fauci a disaster. Word. You described him and other medical experts as, quote, idiots. If you're not listening to them, who are you listening to? Let, let me, like this? I'm listening to all of them, including Anthony. I get along very well with Anthony, but he did say, don't wear masks. He did say, as you know, this is not going to be a problem. Uh, I think he's a Democrat, but that's okay. He said, this is not going to be a problem. We are not going to have a problem at all. When Joe says that, I said, 
Anthony Fauci said, and others, and many others, and I'm not knocking him a lot, nobody knew. Look, nobody knew what this thing was. Nobody knew where it was coming from, what it was. We've learned a lot. But Anthony said, don't wear masks. Now he wants to wear masks. Anthony also said, if you look back, exact words, here's his exact words. This is no problem. This is going to go away soon. So he's allowed to make mistakes. He happens to be a good person. Vice President right. Biden, your response quickly, and then we're going to move on to the next section. My response is that think about what the president knew in January and didn't tell the American people. He was told this was a serious virus that spread in the air, and it was much worse than, much worse than the flu. He went on record no, and said he, he, he just got mad for the first time. Recorded that, in fact, he knew how dangerous it was, but he didn't want to tell us. Yeah, but for someone didn't who accuses you of being responsible for a disease, you, anyone would Unfortunately, mad. he's on tape with Bob Woodward he, saying it. But guess what? In the meantime, we find out in the New York That's why Times Trump just got mad for the first time. Fact, his folks went to Wall Street and said, this is a really dangerous thing. And a memo out of that meeting, not from his administration, but from some of the brokers said, sell short because we've got to get moving. It's a dangerous problem. Well, this is I'm going to give you 30 seconds to respond, and then we're going to move Street on. The Wall Street I don't know. Somebody went to Wall Street. You're the one that takes all the money from Wall Street. I don't take it. <laughs> I you, have. You, you have raised a lot of money, tremendous amounts of money. And every time you raise money, deals are made. You know, I could raise so much more money as president and as somebody that knows most of those people. I could call the heads wow. of Wall Street, the heads of every company okay. in America. They're I all, they're all, at least he's not naming names so ExxonMobil doesn't have to come out with another advisory. And then you bring up Wall Street. You shouldn't be bringing up Wall Street because you're the one that takes the money from Wall Street, not me. My I, could, I could blow away your records that, like you wouldn't believe, we don't need money. We have plenty of money. In fact, we beat Hillary Clinton with a tiny fraction of the money that she was in. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we're going to move on. Don't tell me about average contribution, gonna... $43. All right, we're going to move on to our next section, which is national security. And I do want to start with the security of our elections and some breaking news from overnight. Just last night, top intelligence officials confirmed again that both Russia and Iran are working to influence this election. Both countries have obtained U.S. voter registration information, these officials say, and Iran sent intimidating messages to Florida voters. This question goes to you, Mr. Vice President. What would you do to put an end to this threat? You have two minutes uninterrupted. I made it clear, and I ask everyone else to take the pledge, I made it clear that any country, no matter who it is, that interferes in American elections will pay a price. They will pay a price. It's been overwhelmingly clear this election, I won't even get into the last one, this election, that Russia has been involved, China has been involved to some degree, and now we learn that, that, uh, that uh, Iran is involved. They will pay a price if I'm elected. They're interfering with American What's sovereignty. What's the price? That's what's going on right now. They're, They're interfering with American sovereignty. And to the best of my knowledge, I don't think the president said anything to Putin about it. This one's going to get I don't think he's talking a lot. I don't think he said a word. I don't know why he hadn't said a word to Putin about it. And I don't know what he has recently said, if anything, to the Iranians. My See, now he's deflecting. He's not saying what he would do. Did you not hear what he said to the Iranians about a week and a half ago? We are in a situation the, the hell that they would face if there was... Well, she's accu he's accusing him of not standing up to these foreign right, countries. Right, but he's accusing him instead of saying what he would do. What is happening with his buddy... Well, I won't... I shouldn't... Well, I will. His buddy, Rudy Giuliani, he's being used as a Russian pawn. He's being fed he information that, door. that is mm. Russian. Wow, that was... That's not about true. to get very and then what for you. Look at Trump. Oh, Trump's happy. you find out that... Everything he should not have done it first. Russia is the to file sure in his head just went, Hunter. Big mistake. States because they you know, I up. know them. 
and they know me. I don't understand why this president is unwilling to take on Putin when he's actually paying bounties to kill American soldiers in Afghanistan, when he's engaged in activities that are trying to destabilize all of NATO. I don't know why he doesn't do it, but it's worth asking the question. He's gonna, why wait, is it not being done? He's gone from orange Any to red. It's on. Interferes with us will, in he fact, matches his tie. Pay a price is affecting our sovereignty. Joe, take cover. President Trump, same question to you. <laughs> let, me, let me ask the yeah. question. You're going to have two minutes yeah. to respond. For two elections in a row now, there has been substantial interference from foreign adversaries. What would you do in your next term to put an end to this? Two minutes uninterrupted. Well, let me respond to the first part as Joe answered. Joe got three and a half million dollars from Russia, and it came through Putin <laughs> because he was very friendly with the former mayor of Moscow, and it was the mayor of Moscow's wife. And you got now three and a half million dollars. Your family got three and a half million dollars. And, you know, someday you're going to have to explain cold. why did you get three and a half? I never got any money from Russia. I don't get money from Russia. Now, about your thing last night, I knew all about that from China. through John, who is John Redliff, who is fantastic, DNI. He said, the one thing that's common to both of them, they both want you to lose because there has been nobody tougher to Russia with, between the sanctions. Nobody tougher than me on Russia. Between the sanctions, between all of what I've done with NATO, you know, I've got the NATO countries to put up an extra 130 billion, going to $420 billion a year. That's to guard against Russia. I sold, while he was selling pillows and sheets, I sold tank busters to Ukraine. There has been nobody tougher than, on Russia than Donald Trump. And I'll tell you, they were so bad, they took over the the submarine port, you remember that very well. During your term, during you and Barack Obama, they took over a big part of what should have been Ukraine. You handed it to them, but you were getting a lot of money from Russia. They were paying you a lot of money, and they probably still are. But now, with what came out today, it's even worse. All of the emails, the emails, the horrible emails of the kind of money that you were raking in, you and your family, and Joe, you were vice president when some of this was happening, and it should have never happened. And I think you owe an explanation to the American people. Why is it? Somebody just had a news conference a little while ago who was essentially supposed to work with you and your family. But what he said was damning. And regardless of me, I think you have to clean it up and talk to the American <laughs> people. Maybe you can do it right now. Vice President Biden, you may respond. And then I do I, want to follow up on the election security. I have not taken a penny from any foreign source ever in my life. We learned that this president paid yeah, gave it 50 to times the and tax then they pay in you. China as a secret bank account with China. So he's not Does lying. business in China. And in fact, is talking about me taking money. I have not taken a single penny from any country wow. whatsoever. That's ever. CEO Number one. Other Number two. This is a president, I have released all of my tax returns, 22 years, go look at them, 22 years of my tax return. You have not released a single solitary year of your tax return. Yeah, what are you hiding? Why are you unwilling? The foreign countries are paying you a lot. Russia's paying you a lot. China's paying you a lot. And your hotels and all your businesses all around the country, all around the world. And China's building a new road to a new ga a, a, a golf course you have overseas. So. What's going on here? Why don't release your tax return or stop talking about corruption? President Trump, your response. First of all, I called my accountants. 
underwrote it. I'm going to release them as soon as we can. I want to do it. Nobody and it'll really show how bro. successful, how great this oh. company is. But he, he really much more importantly than this. that, people were saying $750. I asked them a week ago, I said, what did I pay? They said, sir, you prepaid tens of millions of dollars. I prepaid my tax tens over the last number of years, tens of millions of dollars I prepaid because at some point they think it's an estimate. They think I may have to pay tax. So I already prepaid it. Nobody told me that. Did your account Nobody tell told you, you, you that. Excuse them? me. And it wasn't written whenever they write this. They keep talking about $750, which I think is a filing fee. But let me just tell you, I prepaid millions and millions of dollars in taxes. Number one. Number two, I don't make money from China. You do. I don't make money from Ukraine. You do. I don't make money from Russia. You made three and a half million dollars, Joe. And your son gave you. They even have a statement that we have to give 10% to the big man. You're the big man, I think. I don't know. Maybe you're not. But you're oh, the big man, I think. God. Your son oh. said we have to give 10% to the big man. What do you mean? Joe, what's that uh, all about? Yeah, it's terrible. All right, gentlemen, I want to ask you both it's, some questions about to all of this. They're, they're goading each other. Respond very quickly. That was you just what? said you spoke to your accountant yes. about potentially releasing your taxes. Did he tell you when you can release them? Do you as have a the deadline for when you're going to release them? I get American treated people? worse than the Tea Party got treated. Because I have a lot of people in there. Deep down in the IRS, they treat me horribly. We made a deal. It was all settled until I decide to run for president. I get treated very badly by the IRS, very unfairly. But we had a deal all done. As soon as we're completed with the deal, I want to release it. But I have paid millions and millions of dollars, and I, it's worse than paying. I paid in advance. It's called prepaying your taxes. Okay. I paid in advance. We got the prepay part. I want to ask you both about questions regarding your taxes. We got that. Danielle, do you believe him on the tax, thing? Them them on the tax thing? That have been raised. Still under audit. To talk about this more um, broadly. I do not know the law because this has never occurred before. Whether or not the statute of limitations goes on hold as long as he's in office. Show us. Stop playing around. You've been saying for four years you're going to release your taxes. Nobody knows, Mr. President. What they do know is you're not paying your taxes or you're paying taxes that are so low. When last time he said what he paid, he said, I only pay that little because I'm smart. I know how to game the system. Come on. Come on, folks. So President Trump, and then I want to get to two questions to both of you. Sure. I was put through a phony witch hunt. Oh boy. For three years. It started before I even got elected. They spied on my campaign. No president should ever have to go through what I went through. Let me just say this. Mueller and 18 angry Democrats and FBI agents all over the place spent $48 million. They went through everything I had, including my tax returns, and they found absolutely no collusion and nothing wrong. $48 million. I guarantee you, if I spent $1 million on you, Joe, I could find plenty wrong. Because right. the kind of things that you've done and the kind of monies that your family has taken, I mean, your brother made money in Iraq, me millions of dollars. Your other brother made a fortune. And it's all through you, Joe. And they say you get some of it. And you do live very well. You have houses all over the place. You live very well. All right, gentlemen, let me just ask oh, some man. questions about all of this broadly. Get Vice President Biden, there have been questions about the work your son has done in China and for a Ukrainian energy company when you were vice president. Wow, in retrospect, was anything there about those relationships inappropriate or unethical? Nothing was unethical. Here's what the deal. With regard to Ukraine, we had this whole question about whether or not, because he was on the board, I later learned of Burisma, 
a company that somehow I had done something wrong. Yet every single solitary person when he was going through his impeachment, testifying under oath who worked for him, said, I did my job impeccably. I carried out U.S. policy. Not one single solitary thing was out of line. Not a single thing, number one. Number two, the guy who got in trouble in Ukraine was this guy trying to bribe the Ukrainian government to say something negative about me, which they would not do and did not do because it never, ever, ever happened. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. I have not had it. The only guy who made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. You deflected on the deal with Let me, let me ask my question question. to you. And could I just one, one terrible response. Very His son didn't have a job for a long time, was sadly no longer in the military service. I won't get into that. And he didn't have a job. As soon as he became vice president, Barisma, not the best look, not the best reputation in the world. I hear they paid him 183000 a month. Listen to this. 183, and they gave him a three million dollar upfront payment. All right, and he had no I, energy. I'm going to let the vice president respond to that quickly, and then I need to get to a question to you. Very no quickly, basis for that. Everybody investigated that. No one said anything he did was wrong in Ukraine. Okay, President Trump, this is for you. Since you took office, you've never divested from your business. Why were they so quick on that? They didn't spend a lot of time on abroad. that. A report this week, which was referenced, does indicate that your company has a bank account in China. So how can voters know that you don't have any foreign conflicts of interest? I have many bank accounts, and they're all listed, and they're all over the place. I mean, I was a businessman doing business. The bank they're account listed by the New York Times. To, He's never released everybody that. Everybody knows about it. It's listed. The bank account was in 2013. That's what it was. It was open to do. It was closed in 2015, I believe. And then I decided, because I was going to do, I was thinking about doing a deal in China, like millions of other people. I was thinking about it, and I decided I'm not going to do it. Didn't like it. I decided not to do it. Had an account open, and I closed it. Okay. Excuse me. And then, <laughs> unlike him, where he's <laughs> vice president and he does business, I then decided to run for president after that. That was before. So I closed it before I even ran for president, let alone became president. Big difference. He is the vice president of the United States, and his son, his brother, and his other brother are getting rich. They're like a vacuum cleaner. They're sucking okay, up money. President Everybody Trump, thank you. We do Not need to true. move on. I do want to ask you, uh, Vice President Biden, about China. Let's talk about China more broadly. China. There have, of course, President Trump has said that they should pay for not being fully transparent in regards to the coronavirus. If you were president, would you make China pay? And please be specific, what would that look like? Thank you. What I'd make China do is play by the international rules, not like he has done. He has caused the deficit in China to go up, not down, with China. That's up, true. Not down. We are making sure that in order to do business in China, you have to give all your intellectual property. You have to get a, have a partner in China is 51%. We would not do that at all, number one. Number two, we're in a situation where China would have to play by the rules internationally as well. When I met with Xi, that, and uh, when I was still vice president, he said we're setting up air identification zones in the, in the South China Sea. You can't fly through them. I said, we're going to fly through them. We just flew B-52, B-1 bombers through it. We're not going to pay attention. They have to play by the rules. And what's he do? He embraces guys like the thugs like in North Korea and, 
and, uh, and the Chinese president and Putin and others. And he pokes his finger in the eye of all of our friends, all of our allies. We make up only, we're 25%, 25% of the world's economy. We need to be having the rest of our friends with us exactly saying to China, the these are the rules. You play by them or you're going to pay the price for not paying by them economically. That's the way I will run it, and that's what we did. But for eight years under Obama, China was never never paid the price. Let's talk about North Korea. There was plenty of evidence. Okay. Very quickly, and then we're going to move on to North Korea. With a billion and a half dollars from China to manage after spending 10 minutes in office and being in Air Force Two, number one. Number two, there's a very strong email talking about your family wanting to make $10 million a year for introductions. President Trump, on China policy, though, what no, specifically are you going to do? What specifically are you going to do to She's make doing China pay? You've said She's you're not doing good. China is She's protecting. Billions and billions not once has she raised her voice like that on the other one. Dollars. Dollars. You said she wants to no. make policy. He's going to do. Dollars to our farmers. He wants to talk Tax about China. Money. It's what? Taxpayers' money. It no, no, yeah, China. you know the taxpayers. It's called China. China paid twenty-eight billion, and you know what they did to pay it, Joe? They devalued their currency, and they also paid out. And you know who got the money? Our farmers, our great farmers, because they were targeted. You never charged them anything. Also, the yuan is charged right. them the yuan is stronger than it's been in years. Steel, the Chinese stock market is at its highest we since nineteen ninety-six okay. yesterday. And now we have a steel. Okay, industry. Vice President Biden, your response, please. Our response is: Look, this isn't about. There's a reason why he's bringing up all this malarkey. There's a reason. He doesn't want to talk about the, the, the substantive issues. It's not about his family and my family. It's about your family. And your family's hurting badly. Oh, if you're making less than, if you're a middle class family, you're getting hurt badly right now. You're sitting at the kitchen table this morning deciding, well, we can't get new tires a great because we have to wait another month. Very or good so. deflector. Are we right going to be able to pay the mortgage? Who's going to neither of them have said what they're going to do to China. Yeah, no. neither. neither. Community college. Correct. They're the decisions you're making. They're just the wasted, wasted like airtime. Four years of experience of what he's done to China. We yeah, but, but, it, 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 hi, but it. it's semiconductors, it's not soybeans. Sorry. He's not focused on the right issues. I did want to turn to 10 seconds, Mr. President. That's a typical political statement. Let's get off this China thing. And then he looks. The family, around the table, everything. Just a typical politician when I see that. Let's talk about North Korea. I'm not a typical politician. That's why I got elected. Let's get off the subject of China. Let's talk around, sitting around the table. All right. Come on, Joe, you can do better. We're going to talk about <laughs> that was good. President Trump that was met so with good. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un three Everybody times. You've that. talked about your beautiful letters with him. You've touted the fact that there hasn't been a war or a long-range missile test. And yet North Korea recently rolled out its biggest ever intercontinental ballistic missile and continues to develop its nuclear arsenal. Do you see that as a betrayal of the relationship you no. forged? Just 30 seconds here because we need to get on to the next one. So episode. when I met with Barack... Obama, we sat in the White House, right at the beginning, had a great conversation. It was supposed to be 15 minutes, and it was well over an hour. He said the biggest problem we have with North is North Korea. He indicated we will be in a war with North Korea. Guess what? It would be a nuclear war. And he does have plenty of nuclear capability. In the meantime, I have a very good relationship with him. Different kind of a guy, but he probably thinks the same thing about me. We have a different kind of a relationship. We have a very good relationship, and there's no war. And, you know, about oh, two months ago, he broke into a certain area. They said, oh, there's going to be trouble. I said, no, they're not, because he's not going to do that. And I was right. Look, instead of being in a war where millions of people, Seoul, you know, is 25 miles away, millions and millions, 32 million people in Seoul, 
Millions of people would be okay. dead right now. President we Trump, that's 30 seconds. Thank you. Vice President Biden, to you, North Korea conducted four nuclear tests under the Obama administration. Why do you think you would be able to rein in this persistent threat? Because right? I'd make it clear, which we were making clear to China, they had to be part of the deal because here's the re I made it clear and as a spokesperson of the administration when I went to China that they said, why are you moving your missile defense up so close? Why are you moving more forces here? Why are you continuing to do... Uh, um, uh, military maneuvers with South Korea. I said, because North Korea is a problem and we're going to continue to do it so we can control them. We're going to make sure we can control them and make sure they cannot hurt us. And so if you want to do something about it, step up and help. If not, it's going to continue. What has he done? He's legitimized North Korea. He's talked about his good buddy who's a thug, a thug, and he talks about how we're better off. And they are have much more capable missiles, able to reach U.S. territory much more easily than ever did before. Let me follow up with you, Vice President Biden. You've said you wouldn't meet with Kim Jong-un without preconditions. Are there any conditions under which you would meet with him? On the condition that he would agree that he would be drawing down his nuclear capacity to get that the Korean Peninsula should be nuclear-free zone. All right, let's move on to... They tried to meet with him. He wouldn't do it. He didn't like Obama. He didn't like him. He wouldn't do it. Okay, you know, I gotta give him a chance to respond to that he before we do move it. on. And no, that's okay. You know what? North Korea, we're not in a war. We have a good relationship. You know, people don't understand. Having a good relationship Trump, with leaders of other countries is a, a good country. thing. We have a lot of questions to get yes. to. Not Your response. We had a good relationship with Hitler before he, in fact, invaded Europe. The rest of Europe. Come on. The reason he would not meet with President Obama is because President Obama said, we're going to talk about denuclearization. We're not going to legitimize you. We're going to continue to put stronger and stronger sanctions on you. That's why he wouldn't meet with us. All right. Let's and it didn't move happen. On. Let's Excuse move on me. and talk he about left American me a mess, President Trump. Okay, we they do need to left move on. me a mess. North Korea was a mess. We and in fact, if you so remember the first two or three months, tonight, it was a very Trump. dangerous period of my first three months before we sort of worked things out a little bit. Okay. There was a very day. They left us a mess. And Obama would be, I think, the first to say it was the single biggest problem he thought that our country. OK, let's move on to American families and the economy. One of the issues that's most important to them is health care, as you both know. Today, there was a key vote on a new Supreme Court Justice, Amy Coney Barrett, and health care is at the center of her confirmation fight. Over 20 million Americans get their health insurance through the Affordable Care Act. It's headed to the Supreme Court, and your administration, Mr. President, is advocating for the court to overturn it. If the Supreme Court does overturn that law, those 20 million Americans could lose their health insurance almost overnight. So what would you do if those people have their health insurance taken away? You have two minutes uninterrupted. Sure. First of all, I've already done something that nobody thought was possible. Through the legislature, I terminated the individual mandate. That is the worst part of Obamacare, as we call it. The individual mandate where you have to pay a fortune for the privilege of not having to pay for bad health insurance. I terminated. It's gone. Now it's in court because Obamacare is no good. But then I made a decision. Run it as well as you can to my people, great people. Run it as well as you can. I could have gone the other route and made everybody very unhappy. They ran it. Uh, premiums are down. Everything's down. Here's the problem. No matter how well you run it, it's no good. What we'd like to do is terminate it. We have the individual mandate done. 
I don't know that it's going to work. If we don't win, we will have to run it and we'll have Obamacare, but it'll be better run. But it no longer is Obamacare because without the individual mandate, it's much different. Pre-existing conditions will always stay. What I would like to do is a much better health care, much better, will always protect people with pre-existing. So I'd like to terminate Obamacare, come up with a brand new beautiful health care. The Democrats will do it, it because there'll be tremendous pressure on them, and we might even have four the House years, by that time. I think like. we're going to win the House, okay? You'll see, but I think we're going to win the House. But come up with a better health care, always protecting people with pre-existing conditions. And one thing very important, we have 180 million people out there that have great private health care. Far more than we're talking about with Obamacare. Joe Biden is going to terminate all of those policies. These are people that love their health care. People that have been successful, middle-income people, been successful. They have 180 million plans, 180 million people, families. Under what he wants to do, which will basically be socialized medicine, he won't even have a choice, they want to terminate 180 million plans. We have done an incredible job on health care, and we're going to do even better. At okay, Let Vice President Biden, yes, this is what you, your health care plan calls for building on Obamacare. So my question is, what is your plan if the law is ruled unconstitutional by the Supreme Court? You have two minutes uninterrupted. What I'm going to do is pass Obamacare with a public option. What I'm going to do is whatever Kamala tells me to public do. Public option is an option that says that if you, in fact, do not have the wherewithal to be, if you qualify for Medicaid and you do not have the wherewithal in your state to get Medicaid, you automatically are enrolled, providing competition for insurance companies. That's what's going to happen. Secondly, we're going to make sure we reduce the premiums and reduce drug prices by making sure that there's competition that doesn't exist now by allowing the Medicare to negotiate drug prices with the insurance companies. Thirdly, the idea that I want to eliminate private insurance, the reason why I had such a fight for, with 20 candidates for the nomination was I support private insurance. That's why I did not one single person with private insurance would lose their insurance under my plan, nor did they under Obamacare. They did not lose their insurance unless they chose they wanted to go to something else. Lastly, we're going to make sure we're in a situation that we actually protect pre-existing. There's no way he can protect pre-existing conditions. None. Zero. You can't do it in the ether. He's been talking about this for a long time. There is no, he's never come up with a plan. I guess we're going to get the pre-existing condition plan the same time we get the infrastructure plan that we've been oh. waiting since 17, 18, 19, and 20. The fact, I still have a, little, a few more minutes. I know you're getting anxious. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the fact is that he's already cost the American people because of his terrible handling of the COVID virus and the economic spillover. 10 million people have lost their private insurance. And he wants to take away 22 million more people who have it under Obamacare and over 110 million people with pre-existing conditions. And all the people from COVID are going to have pre-existing conditions. What are they going to do? I have a follow-up for you, Vice President sure. Biden. Uh, that was his first, that was his President best two minutes Trump yet. He's accusing you of wanting Sorry. socialized Because he medicine. laid out what a plan. That was substance. You have concerns that your health care plan, which includes a government insurance option, takes the country one step closer to a health care system run entirely by the government. What's I say it's ridiculous. It's like saying that, you know, we're, uh, the idea that the fact that there's a public option that people can choose, that makes it a socialist plan. Look. The difference between the president and I think healthcare is not a privilege, it's a right. 
Everyone should have the right to have affordable health care. And I am very proud of my plan. It's gotten endorsed by all the major labor unions as well as as well as a whole range of other people who, in fact, are concerned in the medical field. This is something that's going to save people's lives, and this is going to give some people an opportunity, an opportunity to have health care for their children. How many of you home are worried and rolling around in bed tonight wondering what in God's name you're going to do if you get sick? I'm worried if you Because you've lost your home insurance, your, your, your health insurance, your company's gone under. We have to provide health insurance for people at an affordable rate, and that's what I do. President Trump, me, he was your there response. for 47 years. He didn't do it. <laughs> he was now there as vice president for eight years, and it's not like it was 25 years ago. It was three and three quarters. It was just a little while ago, right? Less than four years ago. He didn't do anything. He didn't do it. He wants socialized medicine, and it's not that he wants it. His vice president, I mean, she is, is more liberal than Bernie Sanders and wants it even more. Bernie Sanders wants it. The Democrats want it. You're going to have socialized medicine, just like you went with fracking. We're not going to have fracking. We're going to stop fracking. We're going to stop fracking. Then he goes to Pennsylvania after he gets a nomination, where he got very lucky to get it. And he goes to Pennsylvania, <laughs> and he says, oh, we're going to have fracking. And you never ask that question. And by the way, so far, I respect very much the way you're handling this. I have to say. By the way. But somebody should ask the question. You can ask he, he goes for a year. Even your boy yeah, thinks he's doing a good job. We have a number of people. Give a shout out to the Latino community. Let him know she's doing all right. We're going to get to it. It's the same thing with socialized. She keeps us up. 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 She keeps us lower premiums, what we're going to do is going to cost some money. It's going to cost over $750 billion over 10 years to do it. And they're going to have lower premiums. You can buy into the better plans, oh the cheaper we're plans, screwed. lower your premiums, deal with un 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 unexpected billing, and have your drug prices drop significantly. He keeps talking about it. He hasn't done a thing for anybody on health care. Not a thing. Just when Very he quickly, says, then I want to talk when about he says public option, he's talking about socialized medicine and when he and, and health care. When he talks about a public option, he's talking about destroying your Medicare, totally destroying, and destroying your Social Security. And this whole country will come down. You know, Bernie Sanders tried it in his state. He tried it in a state. His governor was a very liberal governor. They want to make it work. Okay. It, let's hear it was let's impossible Vice President Biden to work. Response. It doesn't Vice work. President he's Biden a very response. confused guy. He thinks he's running against somebody else. He's running against <laughs> Joe Biden. I beat all those other people because I disagreed with them. Joe Biden is running That's against them. That was actually very good. That was strong. Yeah, that was actually very good. going to destroy Medicare. This is the guy that the actuary of Medicare said, if in fact, at Social Security, if in fact he I continues to withhold his plan to withhold the tax on Social Security, Social Security will be bankrupt in by 2023 with no way to make up for what? it. This is the guy who's tried to cut Medicare. So though I don't I mean the idea that Donald Trump is lecturing me on Social Security and Medicare? Come on. He tried to get Ten rid seconds, of he Mr. tried President, to hurt Social to Security years question. ago. Years ago. Go back and look at the records. I think she, she wants to ask to about stimulus. She wants to talk about something in Washington, D.C. Let's get to it. Mr. President, I have to move on to the next question. They said the stock market will boom if I'm elected. If he's elected, the stock market will crash. Okay. Let's go to the next question. Very quickly. 